Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. in St. Louis on the 3rd on October 19th, that one in Las Vegas. All right, let's go from politics to the weather, and Al is standing by his weather board. Good morning. Oh, great. That was okay, listen, let's talk about sexual immorality for a little bit. Well, do you really think, Sister Joyce, that we should be talking about sex in church? Well, I think we better talk about it here. I don't care what modern culture says. The Bible says that you should not have sex until you get married. And I know marriage is not very popular today, and people say, well, it's only a piece of paper. It's not about the piece of paper. It's about the commitment. It's about making that commitment. And I really respect young people today who are taking vows to stay pure until they actually get married. I think that's very important. Now, listen, this is not under condemnation. If you've already made mistakes, there's forgiveness. But don't just keep making them over and over and over. We had a really beautiful thing happen in a conference that I did earlier this year. There was a couple who'd been listening to me, and they'd really been touched by the Word, and they'd been living together for a long time. And they came to my conference in Phoenix and made a decision that night, it's time for us to get things right. And they went and talked to Pastor Mike and said they were going to make things right, stop living like that, make a full commitment, and get married right away. You know something? It's time for us to live the way God wants us to live, not the way the world says it's okay to live. Listen, young ladies, it's perfectly okay to say no. I don't care what everybody else is doing. My answer to you is no. And if that's what you want from me, you got the wrong person. Amen? I had to say that. 
Immorality. Use wisdom, ladies, in how you dress. Don't be dressing in some kind of provocative way that's going to... You know, it's a shame when you got to get up in the pulpit in front of this many thousands of people and tell them how to dress. But here's the thing. We're too affected by the world. Just because it's fashion, that doesn't mean I get to wear it. There's all kinds of pretty things you can wear and still not have half your body hanging out. Well, I'm sure I've gone to meddling now, but it's too late to turn back. Paul warns over and over against sexual sin, greediness, indecency. Come on, when something stupid comes on your television, don't wait to see how stupid it's going to get before you turn it off. <clears throat> hey, listen, I do that too once in a while. I think, well, surely it's going to get better. You know what? If it ain't good in the beginning, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Amen? If I watch television, I'm not just watching a movie I've rented or something. I actually watch it with the remote control in my hand with my finger on fast forward. We have to protect ourselves from the junk that's out in the world. We don't need that kind of stuff coming into us. Well, now I know for sure that anybody who comes back tomorrow is really serious. Okay, let's look at chapter, uh, at verse um, 5. <laughs> Be sure of this, that no person practicing sexual vice or impurity in thought or in life, you know, it, it's not just about not doing stuff, it's, it's about not sitting around thinking about doing it too. Or one who is covetousness, covet, covetous, who has lustful desire for the property of others and is greedy for gain, for he is, in effect, an idolater. That person, don't let him think that he has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now, boy, when you read that, it gets quiet. It's like, well, now, wait a minute. I'm not saved by my behavior. I'm saved by the grace of God. Yes, absolutely. You're saved by the grace of God, not your behavior. But I think I can also give you proof in the Word of God that a person who is really saved <laughs> that doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes, but I want you to pay attention to the word that I believe is the key word in this verse. Be sure of this that no person practicing, practicing. There's a difference in making a mistake occasionally and doing something wrong and being sorry and repenting and being willing to walk away from it. There's a difference in that and practicing wrong behavior. And I don't believe that we can have a right relationship with God and practice over and over all kinds of sinful behavior and say that we're saved. I don't believe that. And I think we have to understand that there's a lot more to being a Christian than just praying what we call the sinner's prayer. If a person is sincere, that's not just a prayer that we pray, but we give our lives to God. And we want, repentance means to turn around and go in the totally opposite direction from the way you were living. We can't just receive Christ and tack him onto our mess 
and keep thinking that we can just keep living the way that we are living and now it's all going to be okay because we received Jesus. He changes us into his image from glory to glory to glory. I have not arrived. You have not arrived. But I'll tell you what, I am spending every living breath that I've got pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I hope somebody in this room is being even a little bit challenged. Learn in your experience, verse 10, what is pleasing to God and live accordingly. Can we learn to just live to please God? You know, wanting to please God should be our number one goal. God, I want to please you. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to represent you. I want to glorify you. Colossians 1.10, that you may walk, live, and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing to Him and desiring to please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work. And steadily growing. Growing. Desire to please God and keep growing. Are you a God-pleaser or a man-pleaser? Do you know if you're going to please God, you're going to have to not please people sometimes? You realize that? Like the thing with sex, you may not please your boyfriend, but let me tell you something. You will please God. And it's not going to be your boyfriend you're going to have to answer to when all this is over. You're not going to stand before your boss who wants you to help him steal something or lie to somebody and give an account to him of your life. You're going to stand before God, and I am too. And so now's the time to make the better decisions <clears throat> in our life. Now I'm going to do about three more verses and then we're going to be done for a night and pick this up again tomorrow. Verses 14 through 17. Now listen, I'm writing, I've got a whole book coming out in the fall that's based on these scriptures. And it's called Seize the Day. It's about how to take your life back. Amen. Don't give your life to your emotions. Don't give your life over to your mind. Don't let people run your life. Wake up, sleepy Christian. Stand up. Be strong. Don't let your flesh rule you. Now here's what it says. Therefore he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine and make day dawn upon you and give you light. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the most of your time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Such powerful scriptures. Have a plan for your life. Plan to study the Word. Plan to pray. Plan it. Put it into your schedule somewhere. Don't try to work God into your life. Work your life around God. How many of you would be honest and say that you have a very difficult time trying to discipline yourself to spend that regular time with God on a regular basis? If I could get down on my knees and beg you, I would beg you 
to pray through and make that a priority in your life because there is nothing more important than that. I would rather that you spend a half an hour quality time with God, personal fellowship with God, than to come to my conference. I'm glad you're here and I want you to come back tomorrow, but I'm telling you what, nothing I say is going to stick or make any sense to you if you don't gotta go to God and ask Him to put it together in your life. People cannot give us what we need. Only God can give us what we need. And a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to do. What do I do when I spend time with God? Listen, I don't care if you go sit somewhere and just go, well, Lord, here I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but here I am. I love you. I'm a mess. Help me. If you don't help me, I'm done for. Well, Lord, I want to behave myself today, but it's not going to work if you don't help me. So I'm getting ready to go to work. And I know it's going to be trouble if you leave me alone for one minute. See, this is what it means to talk to God. Don't get in what you think is prayer. Don't do this. Oh, thou holiest, most heavenliest, most awesomest, amazingest Father. <laughs> Just drop all the religious phoniness. We're not impressing God with that nonsense. Well, be intentional with your pursuit of God. Make a commitment to the one who can meet all of your needs. There's a lot more in this chapter that you don't want to miss out on. So please take advantage of today's offer. The Ephesians Action Plan. It's six teachings on DVD and CD. The study guide and the whole book of Ephesians that we put into a special little booklet for you. You can carry it around with you. You can read it over and over. I think you're going to really enjoy these resources. And you know what? This would be a great gift to give someone that you know loves to study the Bible or wants to study. It's also great for home group Bible studies. So I think this is going to be very valuable. Enjoy your day, and thank you for being with us. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. For a limited time, we're offering a Bible study of Ephesians action plan. Joyce teaches the entire book with you. If I study your word, the word has the power to change me. I can't change me. You can change me. Inside the action plan is a personal study guide. Then we've included the letter of Paul to the Ephesians and six teachings on CD and DVD. Answer the questions, take notes, and journal what God shows you through this study. These helps will walk you through each chapter verse by verse. It's like doing a Bible study together with Joyce. Get it for your personal study or group. All this can be yours for a donation of $35 or more. Call us, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app.
All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, afternoon. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You're a prodigal. Hmm? You're a prodigal. I'm prodigal. Hmm? You said I'm prodigal, like prodigal child? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'm sure you don't give a... I'm just saying. I just wanted to use that word. Because I like that word. Uh, can you spell it? I can, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. P-I-O-D-I-G-A-L, prodigal. All right. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes, I can, Akilah and the B. Samuel was prodigal because he missed the prayer call twice in one week. Prodigal. All right. Okay. I guess I'll move on to the next call, next spell of it. <laughs> next word, Dr. Smarty Pan. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go ahead and open up and pray then since I'm prodigal. Ain't there something? I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. All right. Heavenly Father, this morning we thank you. Heavenly Father, this morning we thank you to come with a humbleness with a humility. We come because we know that the blessings that have been bestowed upon us are by your mercy and by your grace. We come humbly because we know that without you, we would not be able to do the things that that we are doing, the things that we have done, the things that we will do in the future. And we thank you. We thank you this morning. We thank you that we open our eyes. We thank you that when we made the attempt to get out of our beds this morning, that we were able to do so. We thank you that when we roused and we walked around the house to wake up family members, children, or whatever have you to begin their day, we thank you that they were there and that they were able to wake up because so many people were not this morning. And we don't take that for granted. We thank you that as we were thirsty when we woke up this morning, we were able to go and find drink. We thank you that we were able to find clothes to put on our bodies. We thank you that we had a little bit of breakfast to eat. We thank you that our cars were able to take us where we need to go. These are all things that we take for granted so much of the time because we think that we did these things. There are so many people who don't have these blessings so we want to express that we do not take these things for granted at all. And so this morning, we are just asking that you both go online our call as you do every day. We just ask that you make your spirit manifest through these lines, through the mouths of the individuals, the words that are spoken, the prayers that are spoken, teaching that go forth, any uh, testimonies that are shared, anything that goes on on this line, we just want your spirit to flow through this morning. And we are calling on you and we are calling on the spirits of our ancestors and we are calling upon the spirits of all those who have gone before us, family members, Anyone with a, a, a bright spirit that has gone forth 
um, with a with a spirit of holiness, with a spirit of righteousness. We just call on those spirits to come through the line so that everyone on the line is benefited, so that everyone is built up, that everyone is fortified, that everyone is edified, that whatever uh, issues or, or troubles or situations or circumstances, um, not just negative things, but even positive things that are going on because we tend to focus on the negative so much, but we don't focus on the positive enough. So we are just great calling forth a communing, a communing of spirits this morning. To uplift the individuals on the call so that we can, in turn, uplift and spread positivity and blessings and teaching and prayers to those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Anybody else want to pray for the prodigal one first? Anybody else want to pray going once? Anybody else want to pray going twice? I just want to pray going three times. Yes, I'm a three times. All right, brush it up and brush it up. Run the go go say, she'll 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 go say, Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Horombo speaker Rambaka. Horondi shirika sombroko. Horondi kirika mbraka. Ye shirika mbraka. Shirikose shirikasa. Shirikose shirikasa. Horombaka. We praise your name. We glorify you, Lord. Let the spirit of Christ rise up. 
Let the anointing of Christ rise up. She will go to the Caraca. Rambosi, the Cassandra, the Gossation, Gossation, Boran de Shaka, Rambosi, the Kandishi, the Kosandra, she created the Gombrosha Kandaka. Boran de Yes, 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 Father, we praise your name. Randy the Gosechi the Gosechi, we glorify you, Lord. Randy the Gosechi the Gosechi, let the Spirit of Christ rise up. Shishi the Gosechi the Gosechi, Holy Spirit, you're gonna come forth. Rashi the Gosechi the Gosechi the Gosechi, Karamboko the Ganda, yes, 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 Father, Randy the Gosaka, cleanse us, heal us, purify us, anoint us, direct us, impart us, speak to us. Yes, 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 Father. It's you, Daddy God. It's you. It's you, Daddy God. It's you. It's you, Daddy God. It's you. Harambuko mm, Shirakosa. It's you, Father. Harambuko Shirakosa. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Cause a Shiraku change to occur. Cause a change to occur. As you speak to our hearts, Lord. Let the Rakoshia Kandraka cause the change to occur. As you minister to us, Lord, Yerakura and Akasa cause the change to occur. Arakoshia Kasandraka. Hmm, there we go. Yes, 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 Father God, it's you. It's you, Daddy God. It's you, Holy Spirit. I'm about to pray for you, but that too, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well. All right, because I know the phone is doing stuff. Yeah, I can hear you. All Okay, let me pray for Lisa. I need to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go say, Father God. 
Horrible shit to go say, shit to go say, Father God. Okay, so do you know what a threshold is? Yes. What's a threshold? A threshold is just like a, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good word. It's like a, ooh, a portal. It's like a, um, a line of demarcation. That's what it is. It's like a, a line of demarcation. You know, on this side of the threshold is this, but once you cross the threshold of the line of demarcation, is that. Okay. At a point is, is like the point at which something changes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, the, that's the best way I can think of to explain it. Okay. Exactly. Um... Simply put, you know, you got thresholds on your doorways, you know, um, from a construction aspect. You, When you come into your house, like you ever notice there's like a piece of of uh, finished trim or something that takes you from one yeah. room? Okay. Uh-huh. So basically, but yeah, that means that's a, a place that you're going from one place to another. Right. Okay, so now this is the deal. You have... Entered in, you have crossed the threshold. You are now in another place. Hmm. Now, you're not going back. You don't really have a desire at this point. (laughs) But it's not deemed for you to go back. Things are different. Some things are similar, but most majority of things are different. Now, you have not quite totally acclimated yourself to this new environment. But that's in the process of happening. Just let God continue to transform you into whom he needs you to be thing about you which is great not good but great is at this point in your life you are are very 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 pliable you're really just like you know a God I just like you know I'm gonna let you do what you're gonna do you're really at the point where you're just letting loose letting God let him, you know, you're trying to figure it out. You know, you're not trying to force your way. You're literally trying to, you know, acclimate yourself to God and His ways and His purpose, and that's very, very, very good. You're moving much faster than you think, and He's using you. He's using your school. And this is, I got to say, my concern is that, well, this is the thing. If you will stay rooted and grounded, you'll be okay. But you, you, you're definitely in over your head. <laughs> um, can you explain that, please? Because <laughs> I think that that's worthy of explanation. I mean, 
Lord knows, I'm, you have see. This is the thing. You have jumped in. Let God put you in. You are in a situation that you're all you're you're all in. But it hasn't totally hit you yet, the fullness of what all is going on. And it's beyond you. It's definitely beyond you. This is something that God has ordained and orchestrated. And you're covered. But it's like Peter walking on the water. You take your focus off of God. And you begin to look on what all's going on. See, right now, you don't see the fullness of what all's going on. You, you, you're busy doing what you need. I mean, all, all what you're doing is great. You're doing what you need to do. You're focusing on God. You're trying to figure it out. You're putting things together, and, and that's a beautiful thing. Continue to do that. Because if you take your focus off and you begin to see the totality of what's going on, let alone what God is doing, you'll be overwhelmed. And you'll stop. Because you're going to really look at It's like, okay, you see the cartoons when they run and they run off the cliff and they keep running, keep running, keep running, and then they finally just stop and they look down and around and they fall? Yeah. Same thing. As long as you keep running, you'll make it to the other side, but you, you can't stop because when you really, what the heck? And, and see, one day you're going to sit down. It's going to hit you one day. You're going to run, and you're going to really go, what, how, when, and, and, and you're going to just really just go, wow, I, yeah, and it's going to hit you. But right now is not a good time for that to happen. Mm-hmm. See, then, <laughs> this, is fun, this is the funny part, then you really be too far in to turn around and go back. <laughs> you said what? I said, that's kind of like a bad relationship. Yeah, and, and see, going back to, um, like, when I was talking with Felicia, are you sure this is what God's called you to do? And then what I asked you, are you being fulfilled? And those are the things that will keep you motivated and keep you pressing on when you really, really have bad days. Uh-huh. I'm gonna give you a perfect example when I can explain to you. When I, well, you know my six flat, my my lovely model of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, when we bought that building, um, my um, <clears throat> the we had the bankers only give giving us like forty, thirty some thousand, forty some thousand dollars do, do work. Okay. But when I put a, you know, did all the cost or whatever together, um, it was going to be about seventy something thousand dollars that we really needed to do all the work that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And like my dad said, you know, we thought the bank was going to give us more money. Mm-hmm. Well, make a long story short, bank never gave us any more money, and I ended up qualifying as a general contractor, and they let us through. Now this took us a two year process to get the building. But they ended up uh, qualifying me as a general contractor and letting it go on sweat equity, which is something the banks don't do. But, again, this is nothing but the grace and mercy of God. So that's that's $40,000 
that we didn't have, okay, to do work. Mm -hmm. So now, to be very honest with you, I had some ex- I had experience, but I did not have as much experience and knowledge that I have now. So a lot of things that I was doing, I was learning as I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're coming back to the importance of zeal and, and fervency, which is what God uses, and we're learning about that as far as Him, be, you know, being obedient to His word. I have fervency because we can do this. I can we can get it done. We can make it happen. I didn't have knowledge, I didn't have experience, but I had desire. So now, we're already $40,000 in, 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 in debt, <laughs> okay? What I also didn't know is that me being as unqualified as I was, um, I said, well, we can make it, we, bought that. we ended up buying that building and we bought Loomis at the same time. Then we closed like weeks apart, and it was the year of Rodney King thing. I always remember that. And I said, okay, well, we got both of them. So we were working on two projects at the same time, underfunded. Ah, this is the other thing. I'm thinking that I literally was going out here making money on these other jobs. I really wasn't because I, I I was underbidding and I didn't know. So not only am I underfunded on these primary jobs, not only am I underqualified, but now I'm I'm literally going out here wasting my time doing work for other people because I'm really not making any money. So I I'm, I'm on three avenues I'm 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 in a deficit, but I don't know this, but I got zeal, I got fervency. It can happen. So by the grace of God, we got everything done. Took a couple of years. I've got everything done, and I, I'm just really laughing as I'm telling you story. Like, Lord, oh, really, Lord? So, are you ever gonna let me out of this cycle? That's really what I'm laughing at. But anyway, reason I'm telling you this is because we had our final inspection, and the architect walked, you know, had to walk through to give us a final okay. And I said, Whew, you know, we really didn't have enough money to do this. I was say, oh, yeah, I knew that when I looked at the paperwork. <laughs> I was like, oh, everybody knew this but me, huh? <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't know, and God needed me not to know. God did God, God, but see, I was trust. I trusted him. I sought, I sought him even before we bought that building. I remember going to prayer. I remember talking to people. I remember doing all these things, and I fought, and I fought, and I fought, and I fought. And it was good that I didn't know. God did not need me to know. He needed me to trust him. He needed me to seek him, and he needed me to rely on him. And he brought me through. And praise God, I'm trusting you to bring me through again, Father. And that's where you're at. Don't worry about what you don't know. Don't worry about what you're lacking. Don't worry about your inexperience. Don't worry. You just continue to seek and trust the Father. And let him make up for your gaps, your deficiencies, your lack, all of that. Because, again, this is something he designed for you to do. It's not really something you're really running out here on your own. He's designed you to do this, and he has a plan and a purpose for this. So do not pull back to your own understanding. You seek him, you walk with him, you trust him, and you'll let him be God. 
And through that process, he's grooming and growing you up to be the woman of God, the mature saint, that vessel that he can use in his last days for his covenant purposes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yep. You know, it's really funny um, because I said this before, and and uh, I just, you know, <laughs> I know what you mean when you say sometimes that. Can I have another two more grape jelly? When you say that um I'm hungry, shoot, I gotta eat. That um sometimes you don't you know, people just they don't get it. And so it's like why bother explaining? <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Why bother explaining? Because you'll never you wouldn't even begin to understand mm-hmm. and something are so, um, what word am I looking for? Uh, <laughs> fantastic is <laughs> is the only word I can think of. Over my head. <laughs> it's fan- you know what I'm saying? It's like fantastic. Like, what other word is there to even describe it? Some things are just so fantastic that, uh, oh, am I in the way? Oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a hamburger. What can I say? Uh, some things are so fantastic that you, you know, people wouldn't understand it anyway. You know what I mean? Like it would be like, what's the point of even bothering trying to explain it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that I'm just at a point where this, I don't, I don't. You know, there's a lot of things. You should, that's okay. There's a lot of things that, that I don't understand, um, but I realize that I won't understand. There's some things that are not meant for me to understand. You know, everything, I'm getting, everything's not meant for us to understand. You're not supposed to understand something. Like, you're not, just, you know, just stop it. <laughs> Because you're not supposed to understand everything. And that's that's what I'm getting. You know, I need to, I just don't know why. And you know what somebody told me two years ago? Stop doing that. Stop asking to understand because it might just be. Good morning. It might just be that if, if it was revealed to you and if you did understand, you lose your mind. Uh-huh. Because some things are just so, there's my word again, fantastic <laughs> that you you couldn't you couldn't handle it, like right. you you couldn't even handle it. It's too much. You wouldn't even be able to handle it. Uh-huh. So, just especially like spiritual matters when it comes to, um, you know, it, it, it's some things you just you just. You just not gonna get let it ride, and that's what I'm getting. And I think that I have a piece about that. Mm. Um, you can't. 
I used to get so upset and pissed. You know, like why? What did somebody do in my past that that would that would um, bring this upon me? You know what? Why? Why not his part? Why? You know what? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter, and I've learned to just count my blessings because somewhere, right now, somebody is looking at me going, why can't I have her life? I had somebody, you know, just when I think, and it's some crazy stuff that's happening, it'll probably make us make another person, like, lose, like, jump off the top of a building. No joke. But I just don't talk about it because nobody cares anyway because everybody's going through their own stuff. But I had someone... um like literally, literally, um, you know, say to me, you know, I wish if I had your education, if I had your looks, if I had your hair, if I had your this, if I had your that, man, what, you know, like, you don't, why haven't you done this? Or I would do that. If I, you know what I'm saying? But you don't know my struggle. You don't know some of the things that you don't know and that you don't see that and make you think, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want that, you know. So I've just learned to just let it lie and that the most important thing, and this is what I would tell anybody, honestly, the most important thing really is knowing your purpose. Knowing your purpose and knowing why you are here is the only way that that you can survive this thing, <clears throat> Um, the only way that that it will make sense for you to wake up every morning and be okay is connecting with God, connecting with your creator, and really understanding your mission. Otherwise, you will feel like you've just been put out here for nothing, and you lose your mind because as you go through trials and tribulations, if you don't get it, it's like a soldier being put you know, out there to war. You go out there to fight wars, and you don't know who you're fighting. You don't know why. Nobody told you nothing. But all you see is people getting blown up all around you, left and right. You see the carnage. You know, you're out there bugs and hungry. You might get injured, and nobody's telling you nothing. You don't even know who the enemy is. That'll make you lose your mind. But you, you have to connect. You have to connect with your God and find out what, what what are we doing here. And he'll tell you. It might not be what you want to hear. It might not be what you think it is. It might not be. But he'll, he'll tell you what's going on. But you got to find that out. You've got to find that out. you got to take the time to find out. Otherwise, what are you doing? And you're going to find yourself in a constant state of woe with me and, you know, paralyzed, really, because you can even be paralyzed in a situation like that. That's just my, my, um, my what? What word am I looking for? My experience, I guess. My thing, you know, you can take it for 20 cents. It's just what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. 
So now this is my question. How do you go about finding your purpose? Because you well, said you gotta know your purpose, so how do I go about finding it? Well, you know what? The thing about that is so many you know, that like that that answer can be simple but then it's not. <clears throat> Meaning your purpose if you if you if you what what am I looking for? If you are um if your eyes are open I'll put it like that. If your eyes are open, if your spirit is open, you'll see your purpose because your purpose is gonna be that thing that you do, that God places upon your heart to do all the time. Like, it's that thing that you do without even thinking that is helpful and that is fruitful and that gives you fulfillment and helps other people. That's your purpose, but you, your spirit has to be open to seek it because otherwise you'll think that what you are doing is just going through motions, but it's not going through most at all, you know, but what I would say is knowing your purpose, you have to connect, and that's why I keep saying that, you have to connect with your God in order to find out what your purpose is, you got to, you have to make that connection, because his purpose for our lives is what we're saying. Sometimes we think we have a purpose, and the purpose that we think we have is so warped and jacked up because of the things that we have experienced, you know, because of the enemy trying to, you know, jack us up. Um, you know, we don't, it will have some kind of warped, weird, strange sense of purpose. But our divine purpose, we have to connect with our God to find that out. That's the only way. Because like I said, it's, it's his purpose. We we have, he says, um, I forgot what verse is. He said, I've let you, let you live so that you can tell, this is paraphrase, I have it written down. Um, he'll let you live so that you can tell the world my purpose for your life. Do you want anything to bring to me now? Did you want them in the bag? I'll, you can give me the bag. I'll do it. All right. How many? Two. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, the only way that you can really, because you'll go through things, and then if you're not connected, and if you don't, um, if you don't have that connection, you'll go through the things, and it'll seem senseless, and it won't make sense. You'll think it's just random. You'll think there's no order to it. So that's my answer. Oh. I'm 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 listening to you and you said a couple of things. You have to connect your God to Uh-huh. Now I I'm I'm gonna go there since time. So I I'm looking at Donald Trump. Found his Uh-huh. And the only reason I'm saying that is because you said key words which is your God. Mm-hmm. Because 
of God is the God. He will tell you what your purpose is, but God is out of the world, which you might not know or understand. Uh-huh. You'll be walking in what he has for you to do, and those those can be vastly different things. And, and I say it can be. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, not, majority of the times your purpose will be rooted in those things that that you naturally do, that you're good at, that you you just you know find yourself right. moving toward. Uh-huh. But if it's if it's from God, then it'll be to establish His covenant. But if it's from Satan, Satan will use the same attributes to promote right. his agenda. Yes, 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 yes. And you oh have to understand. So we all have these natural tendencies or talents or things that we're good at or what we can do. But if we if we don't let if we don't turn them over, like Eric, like it was funny because I was talking to Erica yesterday and she literally you were you know, like I was praying for you about, you know, not on not seeing what's going on on around you. It literally was broken down to her that on to her she had the ability to see it, but for God-given reasons, it wasn't a time for her to ascertain what was really going on, and that was God mm-hmm. protecting her. Okay. See, at that point in time, she would have reacted differently then than reacting now because she hadn't grown and matured in, in the world and the Word of God like she is now. So now she can walk differently with more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. As before, she right. would retaliated. And just done the error. Uh, and so now going back to our purpose, we have God-given talents, things that we like to do, normally, or we're drawn toward. But if we don't turn them back to over to God and let him develop them in our lives, then the enemy will use those to promote his agenda. This is very true. This is very, very true. Very true. Because it's like people who, you know, it's, it's any attribute that you have. Um, like, you know what it reminds me of? I, You know, like drug dealers. Drug dealers are actually really, really, really smart people. People want to dog them out all the time. But drug dealers are really more intelligent than your average person. They they are. They have some amazing, they, they, they are. They have their amazing businessmen, amazing mathematicians. They're quick. Um, they can read people. You know all the stuff that we that we will hire somebody for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, but those talents we use, you know, for something else. But if you can take those talents, those gifts, and channel them into something positive, oh, the amazing things can happen. That can happen, just like with students. You know, um, you know, you have I have students who. Extremely intelligent, very smart, charismatic. I mean, all that stuff. But they, they have not. You know, their home life has been such that you know, and then the things didn't go right. So you know, those gifts were not used for that which, which could be considered the most positive, if you will. You know, so you know, it's, it's you know, beauty is the same way. You know, that's what I what I learned. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of women out there who are considered beautiful or pretty or whatever, but if you're an a-hole, 
then it really doesn't matter. If you're using it, you know, to not be positive or um, not even on purpose, though, not even on purpose. You don't even have to use it for bad or for not, you know, good things on purpose. You might not even know that you're doing it, Lisa. You don't even know. You just don't know that you're even doing it because you're not, you know, malicious or whatever. But, you know, it can be used a couple of different ways. So I'm just saying that to say I, I believe that you are correct. My my um, limited life experience has taught me that what you're saying is correct. We're talking about my neighbors. <laughs> Your neighbors? Mm, leave alone. I'm gonna leave alone. Keep moving. Okay. I'm sorry. I I don't I didn't catch that one. Well, I'm gonna leave it alone for purpose of prayer call content. I will leave it alone. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm like, oh, no, I guess I'm slow because I didn't catch that. Uh, I, I, I'll leave it alone and keep it moving. But, no, I will agree with you, dear. You still in love with your neighbor? You said what? You still in love with your neighbor? You know what? See, see, now, see, now, okay, see, now, here we go. Here we go. Was having a godly conversation. She got her personal stuff she wants to drop in there. Hallelujah. I got you. I got you, girl. Oh, man, I miss hearing that. I miss hearing that. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, you go ahead and get your chuck up on, all right? I'm going to sit down there with you. You can drop off your... Mm-hmm. I'm going to in love with her. I thought you got over there. Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. Nah, that, that's right. She's the other Sam's now. Nah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I just be laughing. Mm-hmm. Well, look. See what you did, girl. You just changed the whole conversation. We was rolling good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That's what Maria does. She can't help it. She's just being herself. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's the word you call me? I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to pray for you since you want to drop your nickels worth of the, uh, uh, up in the conversation, dear. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, dear. Father God, help her to walk. Mm. Okay, so you have really taken the time to pull back to seek God before you make choices. You have really taken the time to seek his presence. I mean, it's actually like a kind of cautious, scared type of thing because I, I can't afford to make mistakes. I can't afford to be wrong. I, I prefer to even be a little bit more delayed than to make a wrong choice. <clears throat> so you have really, really taken the time to pull back and to see God while you're doing different things, making certain choices. So that you can be sure. 
which is a very, very good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Now, some things you don't quite have the reply yet. Some things you have the reply, but you don't like the answer. So, I'm going to pray that clarity comes to you so that you will recognize his voice. Now, Clarity comes to you. Now, okay, so this is the thing. When God tells you something you don't like, hey, give me a cup of water, please. God tells you something that you don't like then it's up to you what you're going to do about it, but you will know that it's his voice. You won't have to worry about, is this of God? You, you, you will have distinct hearing and clarity of his voice. If you need confirmation, he'll give it to you. Just as he's giving you now, because I'm basically giving you confirmation of stuff you already know. But there are some things that God is showing you. There are some things that God is telling you. You ain't quite liking what he's showing and telling you, and it it, it bothers you. And it, Look, I understand. <laughs> Jesus knows I understand. And this is my, what I would say to you when, you, when he's doing this, this is when you ask him for strength to deal with whatever it is he's showing and telling you. Even if it's strength, the Lord help me to look at this and be real. Because we'll look at something, and when it doesn't look like we want it to look like, then we will try to dress it up or transfer or change the image rather than looking at it for exactly what it is. So things that are hard, ask God to give you the strength to really face it, not to run from it. To face it, because this is the thing, just like we was talking about with Eric yesterday. If it's a time that God is showing you something, then it means that he, he said it's a time for you to deal with it. That's, that's the great thing about God. See, it's not the devil, because the devil throws, have you dealing with stuff which you ain't qualified or ready just to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But when God has brought you to a point and now he's beginning to reveal certain things to you, then he's saying, I'm also equipping you to deal with it. But see, you got to turn to him for the strength. You got to turn for him for the whatever it is that you need. You got to turn to him for it. Don't run from it. Don't don't bury your head in the sand. See, he's already he's already put up blockages so you can't go back. He's already made that that up underneath you concrete so you can't bury your head in the sand. So in your case, you you gonna be hitting your head up on concrete. You're gonna be busting your skull. Ask God to give you the strength to bear with whatever it is that he's showing you. Because it's, 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 he is saying that there's purpose behind this and that it's time for you to deal with it. So trust him. It's 9 o'clock. So trust him. So so just, just continue to let God impart, strengthen, and, and direct your life 
and help and ask him to give you the strength that is necessary and needful to help you walk into the fullness of who he's called you to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Mm. <laughs> you say, get out your Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know what? When you were speaking, the word relationship flooded because in order to start a new, you have to get rid of the old. All righty now. And, and I have my paperwork. I put out everything that I think I could. And I know uh, it ain't going to be a pretty situation. But it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to have to be. Everything is not sugar and spicy. <laughs> so, ooh, mm, thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm on mute. All righty then. Well, I'm going to do my juice and then we'll do whatever else comes next. You know what? Before you juice. When you said, um, you know, last week you said chaos. And then a couple of days ago you said purpose to your path. And all of that, I have to keep fight for my peace. And by you saying today, um, you see, I'm pulling back from, uh, you know, I see myself lining up. When you know, uh, as far as his will for my life, and and you know, my you know, when you spoke about the chaos in my family, I've learned to not jump the gun and wait and stand still, like you said a couple of weeks ago. But I thank you because everything is is, is lining itself up, and like you said, confirmation. You know, it's lining itself up for where he wants me, and and I'm letting him lead and not letting me lead. Now. On this, on today's prayer, the word relationships come, and you said it's going to be hard. And the reason why you said it's hard because it's going to come. It's, it's coming from the matters of the heart. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. You know. That's what I gather. Matters of my heart. Um. And and you said you know asking clarity and hearing his voice and and the word when you said ask for clarity on things of his from and hearing his voice is choice. The word choices I wrote down when you was praying for me. So, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I write down, um, ask God for help, you know, household division and strife, you know, stand still to hear from God. I got all of that. And and for to hear you say what you say today, I know me putting back and and needing clarity, and, you know, it's just lining me up, lining me up because I'm doing the right thing in him. Amen. And thank you again. Amen.
Because patience is a big word. Every letter is a big word. <laughs> I'm done. Well, anybody else want prayer? <laughs> Take it now, people, because you're giving out good ones now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already told you I hit my head in the, in, the, in the sand that I already got covered with cement, so I ain't, you already trying to abuse me. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with that, good morning. With that said, I guess I'll creep in. This is Gigi. <laughs> so let me go ahead and get mine now, because right. I, I understand. <laughs> right. Thank oh. you. No problem. How you doing, Miss Gigi? She's back on mute already. No problem. Give me one second. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Father God, Father God. Are you in the midst of a prayer right now? No, we're right ahead. Huh? Nope. I'm about to, but you go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't want to interrupt. I couldn't. It was hard for me to tell once I put the thing back in my ear. That's all. Mm. And I heard a silence. So, um, yeah, and that's okay. No, I don't want to interrupt you. Okay, I'm getting ready to pray for Gigi. You ready, Gigi? Harambo she did a go san Koran go say she to go say she to go say she Okay, Father God, now let me pay attention. Whew, wow. It's like a storm. I see storm clouds that have been over your life, or maybe even over your life now. Nasty black storm clouds. But what I see now are clouds of God, of power, white clouds pushing the black clouds out of the way. One of storm clouds, the, the, what has been over, is, is the, 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 that of the enemy, the devil. But now the blessings of God are coming. It's not over with yet, though. This, it's, it's like, it's like 
you know, the, the black clouds don't want to move, but they can't resist the power of God. Like with Daniel, he said, I was, when, when he said, I was trying to come and give you an answer to your prayer, but I was wrestling for three weeks with the prince of Persia. And Micah had to come and, and set me free. So in other words, there's a wrestling that's going on to 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 get you your blessings, to get you where God actually no, you're at where you need to be, but to get to you what you need is on his way. You have to be patient because the enemy is, is doing everything that he can to keep you from receiving that which God wants to give you. He has been hearing your prayers and your petitions. Now your patience is what's needed. Your patience is what's needed. Oh, my gosh. Because, see, don't walk out quite yet. Don't move quite yet because if you move out right now, you have a partiality of what he's trying to give you. You need to have the fullness of what he's desiring to give you. That partial, oh, my gosh. See, and that's such a trick of the enemy. Because you'll run out there thinking that you're ready and you got it and it's time to go, but you don't have everything that's needed. It's like I'm trying to go from here to, to Georgia and I got a quarter tank of gas. It ain't going to work. I'll get out there and I might get get to Indiana, but I'm going to run out of gas. And that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to tell you that you've got everything that you need, that you're ready to go, but you're not. You haven't got the fullness of what God is desiring to do in your life. And if you run out there now, then you're going to be running on empty, and then you're going to feel defeated. So this is the, the, your patience is really, really what's needed. Ask God to give you peace. Ask God to give you peace while you're in the midst of your situations and your circumstances, and then you will find strength to stand. You will find strength to, even though you're ready to go, you're ready for change, you're ready to leave, but because of the peace and the anointing of God, you will find strength to be able to stand. You'll find the ability to be able to just persevere and hold on, even when in and of yourself is saying, I'm done, I'm tired, I'm ready to go, but God. So Holy Spirit, continue to minister to your daughter. Continue to keep, teach, anoint. Bless her abundantly as you cause the winds of change to, mm, wow. Mm. And now this is the other thing. In the word of God, it talks about time, seasons. You know, a time is one thing, but a season means a whole bunch of times. Well, you are in a season of change. You are in a season of change. In other words, that's all that's going on around you is change, 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 change. So you have to be particular to make sure that you're on the path that God is telling you to be on. Because if not, you'll easily get misled. I'm going to go through that again. Be particular to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Be particular to make sure that you're hearing from God. Be particular. You don't need you don't need to be rushing to make any changes because you are in a season of change. So be particular because see, it's in this right now that the that 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 the enemy will easily get you on another path. He'll easily easily make you miss it. 
because so much change is going on and it's a season for change that if you're not very particular, this is where discernment comes in, you'll get on the wrong path and you don't want to even know it till you're further out the way. So don't get frustrated about the changes because God has ordained this is a season of change. Seek for peace so that you can hear clearly from him and then move down the pathway that he's telling you to move on. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. The changes are from God, so this is a season of change because he's, he's doing things in your life, not a thing. He's doing things in your life. So let him, let him maneuver you through the pathway of change so he can get you to where he desires you to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. All righty then. I guess we're going to be quiet now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Did I miss the reading? Nope. Okay. And I forgot on late this morning. <laughs> ah, that's funny. I know I'm gonna have to hear his mouth. No, he's not on that now, so he didn't hear that. I know. That's good. You want your prayer since I've been praying for everybody else? You want your prayer? No, I'm going to wait until after the reading. <laughs> See, Jesus like, no, nah, I'm going to get mine now. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm going to be a big girl. <laughs> I got mine later. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want prayer before we do what we got to do? And I need to be doing works. Anybody else want to pray going once, twice, three times? All right, well, let's do the prayer list then. Somebody want to do do all the other ones? Nothing has been done, so... I nominate you, Pam. Go ahead and knock out some lists. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. I started not to make a comment. Mm-hmm. And I had a feeling. But I, I guess that means that I was supposed to. Feeling. I got a feeling, brothers. I got a feeling. I was not I... an invitation for you to sing. Huh? What? Huh? What? You're only allowed to sing in the spirit. Uh, oh. So she's trying to moderate the moderator, uh, Leslie Hope. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm trying to help us all. Oh. I, Leslie Hope. <laughs> okay. That, that one's over my head. 
debate, Lester Holt. Come on now, see. Oh, stop. Oh, you wrong for that one for real. You wrong for that one for real. But, but see, Lester wasn't doing his job at all. Hey, man, look, look, managing Trump is a huge job. <laughs> well, this is true because no, no one can ma- – and I think, you know, that would have been difficult for, for anyone. Um, but he, you know mm, – mm. but now there was someone who said they thought that he did that on purpose um, to, to make Trump look bad. Because what do you mean, Trump, I let Trump talk? You know, because it made it seem like, you know, like Trump was, was talking over Lester. He was talking over Hillary. You know, um, you know, the more frustrated he got, the more, you know, the more ridiculous he got. That, that's Donald Trump. That's, that's, a, that, 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 he's just being himself. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to stop the man from being wet? That's why I asked Lisa, so, so is Donald Trump walking in his purpose? <laughs> We walking in something. Mm-hmm. Them boots got to at least be up to his knees. Yeah, well, you know. Ankle boots, ankle boots ain't gonna be enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I'm stalling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't need your agreement. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't sing, but you didn't need my agreement. I'm going on mute. Hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay, let's start this out. I'm going to start out with um, Prayer Shifting Ministries family. Um, Father, we lift up the Prayer Shifting Ministries and their family, thanking you, Father, for their contributions to this call without them. This call just would not be what it is. Each person brings their own contribution to the call that makes it worth calling in. Father, we continue to pray for the health and wellness of all the callers along with their families and households. We pray for their financial increase, Father. We know that as we continue to to be obedient and to learn of your word and what it is that you want us to do and how you want us to do it, that increase is definitely going to be ours. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the sacrifices that people make to be on this call every day for hours because there is definitely something else that they could be doing. And they make the choice to be on this call. And we thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Prisoners and missionaries. Father, we lift up the prisoners and the missionaries. The missionaries, Father, the chosen few who answer your call, who make major sacrifices in their lives to go places and to do things that the majority of us would not even consider. We thank you, Father, and we pray for their health and their wellness, and we pray for their safety. Granted, they will come back home to their loved ones safe and sound. Father, for the prisoners, we we pray for those that are incarcerated, and we pray for the prisoners that are prisoners of their own mind. 
each being in mm, each being restricted some by others and some by themselves. Father, we pray that somewhere along their journey someone is dropping a seed, just like we are praying for them now, for people that we do not even know. We pray that people are continuing to drop a seed for prisoners and that that seed will be watered by others, perhaps strangers, but continue to be watered and that the seed will germinate and grow and that it will lead them to you, Father. The seed that we're planting is the seed that will grow and make them desire to learn you and to seek you and to be able to come to you and and, and to ask you for the direction and the guidance that they need. They do not have to be prisoners. They don't have to be prisoners in jail. They don't have to be prisoners of their own mind. They just have to ask you for help. They have to learn of your word and how to apply it. And they have to believe in you, Father. They have to know whose they are. So we continue to pray for the prisoners. We continue to pray for the missionaries. And we thank you, Father, for loving them as you love all of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Churches and congregations. Father, we lift up the churches and the congregations, lifting up the churches and the leadership of the churches, praying for the pastors and the ministers and the reverends and and the elders and the, the deacons and um, for any type of leadership within the various churches. Praying, Father, that they... that they are truly following your word, that they are resisting as much as possible the temptations of the flesh. We know that they are going to make mistakes because they are human. But, Father, we pray that when when they do make a mistake, that they acknowledge it and turn it around and not to continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again because their congregations are watching them and they may think that no one knows, that no one sees besides you, but someone always does. And then it makes their words hypocritical. And then people don't trust the leadership of the church. So, Father, we pray for strength of character. We pray that they hear your word, that they hear your voice, and that they know that it is your voice. And that they be obedient and do what it is that you're telling them to do, how it is you're telling them to do it. Father, we pray for their congregations, that even though they may be the sheep, but that they do not forget that they have free will individually, and that they need to know your voice.
for themselves so that they will know if the pastor is truly speaking from you so that they will know if their spirit is being fed. And, Father, if it is not, then we pray that they have strength to find another church home where they can be fed. It's not an easy thing to do, especially if you've been going to that church all your life. But if you get nothing from it, you are truly just wasting your time. So we pray for their strength, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, uh, the sick in, um, what is it? <clears throat> the sick in, in um, shut-ins, sick and shut-ins, okay. Um, Father, we lift up the sick and shut-ins. <sighs> and their families. We pray, Father, that they are seeking you, that they are asking you for guidance and direction, because regardless of what the doctors may say, you are the ultimate doctor and you have the final say. And it may be possible for this situation to be turned around. We have not because we ask not. But we pray that for those that are sick and shut in, that their support system is just that supportive. That they leave the negativity at the door and that when they when they come to visit the sick and the shut in, that they are coming to be encouraging and uplifting, that they are coming to pray with them and for them that they are trying to be an increase in their life and not a decrease. And we pray, Father, for their health and wellness, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, um, Isn't there one for those that are, uh, for those that have passed, Sam? For deceased, yes. Okay, deceased in, in what? Deceased in hospice. Okay. Um, we lift up the families of those that are deceased, and we lift up those that are in hospice as well as their families. Father, we know a lot of times that those that are, are in hospice are are in can be in their final days. But again, Father, that is your decision. We pray for we pray for peace for the family members that are going through the various <clears throat> stages of grief, whether they're preparing to lose a loved one or whether they have already lost a loved one. Grief, different people handle grief differently. But we just pray that 
at some point in their day that they can that they can feel peace. And Father, we know that if they are seeking you, they can get that peace. Not to remove the grief, but just to be able to deal with it. Because the grief is natural. But you need that peace to be able to 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 remain at an even kilter and to be able to handle all the things that come up after you lose someone. We pray that the family members are working together and not against one another. When someone is terminally ill, when someone dies, it brings out such an ugly side in people. It can bring out such an ugly side in people. And, Father, we just pray that people remember the big picture, that they take themselves out of it, and that they work together to help each other through their grief and to send their loved one off with love and with class. So we pray for peace for them, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For our youth. Father, we lift up our youth. Mm. There, there, There is a generation now where there are more youth that do not know you than know you. And that's unfortunate. But it's not irreversible. We stand in the gap planting seeds for for these young people, those that don't know you at all, and those who know of you but don't know you. Father, we pray that that they will start to get curious about you like they do all the negative things that they're encountering in the streets. That they will start to seek you. And that if they can't find you at home, they'll look for you somewhere else until they realize that you are in them and that you are always there and that they don't have to go any place to find you. They just have to to open their minds and open their mouths and just simply seek you and ask you for help and ask you for guidance and direction. We pray, Father, that there used to be a time when there was at least one Bible in just about every home. We pray that that is is still the case. And that in looking for one thing, they they stumble across the Bible and open it up and become enthralled with your word and want to learn more. Because we as people, we can sit around and come up with as many ideas as possible. But until we ask you what is the best way to to save our children, how do we um, stop all this crime or at least minimize it, the senseless killing, 
um, nothing is going to change until we seek you, Father, and until we do what it is that you tell us to do. And we know the enemy is out there running rampant, trying to gather as many souls as possible. And so we have to continue to pray against him, to, con- to continue to pray for the children because they need our help. Some of them don't have people to pray for them. And so, Father, I just ask that everyone who can hear my voice on this call, that they pray for the young people in their lives and then pray for the young people that they do not know because they need our prayers. And that is our contribution to helping them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Unsaved. Mm. Mm. Father, we lift up the unsaved. Mm. Those that are Christians and those that do not consider themselves to be Christians. So many believe that if they are a Christian, that they are saved. And we know that that is not true. Father, we know that that you are in each of us and we feel you. We just don't always know what that feeling is. And so for those that are that are unsaved, we pray that they encounter someone who is saved who will introduce you to them on a whole new level and that will spark curiosity, that will spark determination to know more of you. And that will lead them to become saved and to truly get to know you on a deeper level so that they will recognize that that, that feeling that they receive, that, that, that voice that they hear to learn whether or not it is your voice <clears throat> or the enemy's voice, or their own voice. It's a big job. But it can start with something as simple as hello and a smile. And I pray that we are continuing to do that on a daily basis, to say hello to a stranger at least once a day. Maybe you say, how are you? Tell them to have a nice day or have a blessed day. Because we never know who is watching us. 
and when they when they see us walking in you that right there could encourage someone to even ask why are you always so pleasant i know we've all had someone to 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 ask of that you speak to everybody you always have a smile on your face and they're confused they want to know why. Why are you always so happy? Don't you have problems? Then, of course, we do. But walking around frowning and, and being mean to people is not going to resolve them. And we know whose they are. The problems aren't going to last forever. And they're never going to be resolved if we wallow in self-pity. So we are constantly being an example to others. And when someone asks you that question, that is an invitation to plant a seed. And each time that person asks someone that question, the seed can be watered. Until such time that they that they pick up a Bible or they call into a prayer call, that they go to church. And then the seed continues to be watered and it grows. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, for your mercy and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. What else from the list that I do? Um, Cease and hospice, abuse and addiction. Abuse and addiction. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Abuse and addiction. Father, we lift up the abused and the, and the addicted. We lift up those that are that are obviously abused, those that have um that have been physically abused, that have been uh chemically abused, that have been mentally abused. And we we lift up those that are addicted to to things that we that we see and think we know, drugs and alcohol. Um and Father, we pray for hmm. we pray, Father, that in their in their darkest hours that they will recognize your voice and know that you are the rock at the bottom when they hit rock bottom. And that they grab onto that rock. And that they that they not just go through their treatment plans, but that they find out what is the root cause of their addiction. Why do they drink? Why do they take drugs? Because it's so much deeper than it feels good. 
or I don't have to think, I don't have to feel. What is it that they don't want to feel? Why do they allow themselves to be abused when they know that it's wrong, but they feel helpless to be able to stop it? What is the root cause of why? And, Father, we pray that you you give them the strength to not only be able to acknowledge this root cause, but to confront it and to deal with it because it's been there for so long. It's not going to go away easily. But if they seek you, Father, if they ask you to help them, if they be obedient, They can make it through because until they figure out what that root cause is and until they deal with it, they are going to continue with their addiction. They may do okay for a little while, but then it will be triggered so easily because they don't understand. They're not dealing with the root cause. And then they'll be right back in rehab. They'll be right back in the gutter. They'll they'll slide right back down. And, Father, for those that are addicted to the things that we can't see so easily, on your call on Sundays, we've been talking about spending. And we can become addicted to spending. Why do we buy things that we don't want or don't need? Why is it that we we go in a store and we get the things we went in there for and then come out with twice as much stuff that we didn't go in there for? Why do we have 150 pairs of shoes? We can only wear one pair at a time. Why do we have every tool known to man and we don't build anything? We don't make anything, but we got a complete tool shed. Why do we play computer games all day and night? Addiction is not just drugs and alcohol. So again, until we get to the root cause, to why we do these things that take us away from, that take us away from you, Father, that take us away from responsibilities. Until we deal with the root cause, we will continue to be addicted. We may stop momentarily, but we'll be so easily triggered back to our bad habits. So, Father, I pray for for strength. I pray for revelation. I pray for support. And I thank you, Father, for loving us through it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Okay. Whatever I haven't prayed for, somebody else can take over. You got pressure to ministries and their families, congregations and churches, prisoners and missionaries, unsaved, abused and addiction, deceased and hospice, sick and shut in. You did all of those, right? Yep. Okay. I know you also pray for the youth. Yep. All right. I prayed for uh, financial breakthroughs and turnaround. Breakthrough. Yeah, I did that with the with the family, with the pressure to ministries family. Okay. Okay, nope, nope. Oh, Jesus Christ, Nazareth. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, um, discernment, the run to the go, she should have gone, run to the gun 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 to the Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Uh, walking in the realm of the supernatural. Supernatural, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, discernment. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, you to go say, 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 you to go saraga. Push you to go say, you to go say, you to go say, you to go saraga. Sakara. Growth in our gifts and our fruits. Shin to the gun 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 to go say. Clarity, Father, we need clarity. Okay. Health, healing, and restoration. Shadow to go and brand it to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go saraka. Haram brand it to go say, she to go say, she to go saraka. Hara sakara. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, she to go say, she to go say, she to go under the gasa. Sakara. That do growth in our gifts and our fruit shed should go say should go say should go dark sakara. Supernatural superhuman strength, ability, gifts and talents on a synergist and increasing basis. Shadow the gondo 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 go say should go say should go say should go say should go say 
Yorombose Sakara. The ability to persevere to the end, Father God. Yonder to go into the Gandhi to go into the Gandhi to go Saka Sakara. Renewing our youth, Randy to go into the Gondi to go Sakara. Renewing our mind, Shishi to go Sisha to go Sisha to go Sisha Sakara. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I guess that's all I can kind of think of. Um, peace and surpasses all understanding. Shade of Rondogosa, Sakura. Okay, other than that, I guess my list I got to do on the paper, and I'll go get that now. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, let me go get this list so I can get it over. That's the spirit. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy Georgia. Good morning, people. How's everybody doing? Overall, not complaining. Well, I'm complaining a little bit, but not too much. Okay, but you know you got the upper hand. You got the last laugh. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. Uh, I ain't got to my first laugh yet. I'm stuck in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but just reminisce and thank, be thankful for the good things that's going that's, that's going in the direction that you can see. This is true, my dear. You are correct. You are very, very correct. We have to oh. catch ourselves away from the negative. Mm-hmm. And look at the positive. Focus is a necessity. Yeah. All right. Who I got first? 
Let me do Morgan Farley. Alessa Love, Roshi to go say she 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 go run in the gas and yet again to go Sakara. Alicia Webb, say hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she go run the gosa Sakara. Kayla Boylan, Hayas to go Boranda, Gosandra, go say she to go say hundred to go say she to go Shara Sakara. Courtney Collin Brandon, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she go Saraga Sakara. Marissa DeMars Maya, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Shauna Stephen, Hushi to go say she 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 to go Saraga Sakara. Faith Justin Love Muhammad, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Jalen Roy, under the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun Sakara. Jasmine and Friend, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Charles Griggs, who should go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Benny Free, who should go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Ben's grandkids, Yonder the Gander the Gander the Gosa Sakara. Brandon's kids, who should go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Imani Williams, who should go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga Sakara. Benny Pearson, Hundred the Gander the Gander the Gosa Sakara. Nobody else on the list. Shushi to go say, she 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 to Okay. The Moo family. Hundred again, did again, did again, did again, did go say, Sakara. The Tolan family. Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Sakara. Teresa Crosby. Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Sakara. Sakara. Nancy Brewer. Hurry to go say, Sakara. Keisha. Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go Sakara. Sakara. Morgan McMillan family, hundred again to the gun to the gun to the gasa, Sakara. Manya Rosa, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she go Saraga, Sakara. K, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Rochelle, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go to the gasa, Sakara. Richard Thomas, Hushi to go say she to go say she go say she to go Sakara. Renana Painso, hundred again to the gun to the gusa, Sakara. Sharon, Hushi to go say she to go say she to go Saraga, Sakara. Young man on 107th Street, hundred to go into the Gander Gosa, Sakara. Kevin Holden family, Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraga, Sakara. Conwell Johnson, Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraga, Sakara. Chevalier Namkos, Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraga, Sakara. Lamanda, Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraga, Sakara. Susie Webb, Hushi to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraga, Sakara. Claire Harper, hundred to go into the Gander Gander Gosa, Sakara. Lady on Cottage Grove, what she to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. Dwight and Jimmy McCombs, what she to go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. Monique, what she to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. Teresa Walker, hundred to go into the Gander to go into the Gander to go into Rasa Sakara. Patricia Arnold, what she to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. Teresa, what she to go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. The Boylan's and the Strickland's, what she to go say she go say she go Saraga Sakara. Ridge, Hushi to go say she to go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Ricardo and family, under the gun to the gun to the gun to the Gosa, Sakara. Jakir, Hushi to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Kim Gavon, Hushi to go say she go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Martinez, Hushi to go say she go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Ashley Nixon, under the gun to the gun to the gun to the Gosa, Sakara. Alan Reben Gabby, under the gun to the gun to the Gosa, Sakara. Natasha, Hushi to go say she go Saraga, Sakara. Titi, who did you the Gander Gosa, Sakara? Tamika Townsend, Jeffrey, she should go say she go say she go Saraga, Sakara. 
Ashley Whitney, Hundredagandagasa, Sakara. Wayne, Hushigosishigosishigosaga, Sakara. Trina, Hushigosishigosishigosishigosaga, Sakara. Man in the wheelchair, Hambrandagosishigosishigosishigosaga, Sakara. And everybody else on the back of the list. Hundredagandagandagosa, Sakara. Rosen Hospital and Community, Hushigosishigosishigosaga, Sakara. Wajina, hundred going to the gander going to the gander going to the gander going to the gasa, sakara. Reginald Foster, hush to go say she to go say she go say she go saga, sakara. Donald Luster, hundred going to the gander gosa, sakara. Rose Johnson, hush to go say she go say she go saga, sakara. Dale Lacarundle, hush to go say she to go say she go say she go saga, sakara. My parents, hush to go say she go say she go say she go saga, sakara. City of Atlanta, hush to go say she go say she go saga, sakara. President Obama, honey the gun to the gun to the gun to Russia, Sakara. The Mastermind Group, who should go say she go say she go say she go Saga, Sakara. Trauma Center Church, honey the gun to the gun to Russia, Sakara. Daniel Watson and Watson family, who should go say she go say she go say she go Saga, Sakara. Pamela Scotty, who should go say she go say she go say she go Saga, Yadaga, Saga, Sakara. Attorney Elijah, honey the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun to Sakara. Haji Junior, who should go say she go say she go say she sakara. Chris, who should go say she go say she go say she go saga sakara. Um, Maria Mathis, who should go in the grand rugosa sakara. Tony Eigner, who should go say she go say she go saga sakara. Ernest Castle, who need to go into the grand rugosa sakara. Pastor Tyus Anderson, who should go into the grand rugosa sakara. Thomas Lawrence, who should go say she go say she go saga sakara. Wally Horton, who did the gun to the gun to the gosa, Sakara. Lisa Brown, who should go say, did the gun down to the gosa, did the gun to Randa, Sakarande, Sakara. Levi Brewer, who did the gun to 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 the gosa, Sakara. Dante, who should go say, should go say, should go say, should go Saga, Sakara. New Legacy Academy, under the gun to the gun to the gun to Sakara. RC, who did the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun to the Sakara. Punch Jelly Janakanation Aid, Hunter the Gunder the Gunder the Gunder the Gosa, Sara, Saka, Sakara. Stillman College, Hushi the Gosisha the Gosisha, Sakara. Marguerite Law and Family, Hunter the Gunder the Gunder the Sakara. Vanessa, Hushi the Gosisha the Gosisha Gosisha Gosaraga, Sakara. Michelle Crockett, Hushi the Gosisha the Gosisha Gosaraga, Sakara. Markel, Hushi the Gosisha the Gosisha Gosaraga, Sakara. Aresius Church, Hushi the Gosisha the Gosisha Gosisha Gosaraga, Sakara. Bussy and Family, Hunter the Gunder the Gunder the Gunder the Gosa, Sakara. The Satanic After School Programs, Yandere Gumbuki, Kakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
morning. This is Gigi again. I'm not sure if you took me off the list as far as uh, receiving the emails for the reading. I used to get them. I don't get them anymore. Um, tell you what, I will give you my phone number because Lisa probably was sending it to you because I never had your number. So just oh, okay. <laughs> my phone number and then you can just text me and then I can just send it to you. Okay, I'm ready. It's 708 
enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
Sting Radio. All right, all right, all right. Happy, happy joy, joy, happy, happy joy. Okay. Okay, Cisco. Okay, Pacho. The Cisco Kid. Hey! All right. The scriptures are given to us for a very explicit reason, that we might love God with our entire being and that we might love our neighbor as ourselves. Paul emphatically states that God gave us the scriptures in order to perfect our love for him and for one another. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, 1 Timothy 1 and 5. In the verses previous, 1 Timothy 1, 1 through 4, Paul makes it clear that the Bible was not written to provoke philosophical debate, nor to encourage the pursuit of theological bunny trails. The purpose, of, the purpose of Scripture is love. The Bible has been given to us in order to incite and perfect our love. If my time in the Bible does not increase my love for God, I've missed the whole point. Furthermore, if my teaching or preaching of God's Word does not draw the listeners toward a more fervent love for Christ, then I have abused the Scriptures. Everything in the Bible must be seen as somehow directing our hearts more fully into the love of Christ. If there's a passage you don't understand, look at it by asking this question. How does this passage point me towards the love of God? You may be amazed at what you find. The only way you can understand any passage in the Bible is if you see it somehow is moving you towards the love of God. I have discovered that some passages which have puzzled me have come clearer to me as I've looked at them through the lens of love. I call this the love hermeneutic. The love hermeneutic analyzes and interprets a portion of Scripture through the question, how can I see the love of God in these verses? To understand this love hermeneutic, come with me to some passages that have opened to me in new ways as I consider how these verses direct my heart toward the love of God. Hold on a second. Okay. I've always been somewhat baffled by Jesus' response to his disciples when they asked him why he always spoke to the crowds in parables. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. I can never understand why God would purposelessly hide his truth from people lest they should repent. The Bible says God wants men everywhere to repent. So why would God conceal his truth in such a way that man wouldn't repent? To answer this question, let's employ the love hermeneutic and look at these words through the lens of love. God's purpose is that men everywhere love his son, the Lord Jesus. Jesus presented the kingdom message in such a way that men had to make a personal decision regarding him, whether to love him or not. God's concern was that man might hear the truth be persuaded at an intellectual level to repent and actually have their sins forgiven but not have a love for Jesus Christ. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm, I'm going to read that again. To answer this question, let's employ the love hermeneutic and look at these words through the lens of love. God's purpose is that man everywhere love his son, the Lord Jesus. 
Jesus presented the kingdom message in such a way that men had to make a personal decision regarding him, whether to love him or not. God's concern was that men might hear the truth, be persuaded at an intellectual level to repent, and actually have their sins forgiven, but not have a love for Jesus Christ. The message was veiled so the man would not repent simply on a rational level alone. God has purposed that repentance come at the heart love level, not at the not at the cerebral head level. Here's another passage I haven't understood. So those servants went out to the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw men that they did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 22, 10 and 13. My question has been this. How could someone get to the marriage of the supper of the Lamb without a wedding garment? By viewing this passage through the lens of love, I believe we come up with a satisfactory answer. Jesus is illustrating what it might be for life for someone to get to heaven on basis of intellectual decision of repentance rather than a love for Christ. Without having gained a love for the Lamb, such a person would not be clothed properly in the garments of love. When asked, friend, how did you come here without a wedding garment? The man has said, should have said, all I know is I love you. But he couldn't say that. He didn't love the king. He was speechless. Since he didn't love, he was cast out of the kingdom. These verses emphasize there's only one way to become a member of the bride of Christ. You've got to love the groom. The big question becomes the question Jesus directed Simon Peter. Do you love me? A reader might complain to me, Bob, you're stepping out to the realms of conjecture. But you can't substantiate that the man without the wedding garment didn't love Christ. You don't have to accept my method of interpretation here, but I think I'm on to something. Viewing these verses through the lens of love, 1 Timothy 1 and 5, tips us off to the fact that this man tried to enter the kingdom through a, a route other than love. Man can discuss the gospel rationally. They can weigh its pros and cons. But God has constructed the kingdom so that only the way men will respond to the gospel is in love. We are commissioned to show them the cross and then ask, will you love this Jesus? I wonder why Jesus chose Peter, James, and John as the three to enjoy some of the most outstanding experiences of Jesus' ministry. For example, those three were the only ones to see the most glorious highlight of Jesus' days on earth. I'm referring to the Christ's transfiguration on the mountain. James and John were brothers, and Jesus included them both in the three. But Peter and Andrew were also brothers, yet Jesus included Peter but excluded Andrew. Why was Andrew excluded? The answer, I believe, is love. Jesus taught that those who have... have Really, God, you know what, see, yeah, okay. Jesus taught that to those who have, more will be given. Jesus knew which three loved him the most, and because they loved him, because they loved, they knew the greatest glory. Their diligence qualified them for this fantastic experience. James' love for Jesus manifested in the fact that he was the first of the twelve to be martyred. There must have been some kind of quiet dynamism and fervency in the heart of James, unrevealed to us, that incited the Jews to target him with their antagonism. James burned with a fiery love for Jesus and was killed for it. God, God doesn't show favoritism, but he has favorites. He reserves the highest encounters for those who would diligently seek him and walk in abandoned obedience. Jesus said to him, To him who has, more will be given. If you have love, he'll impart even more to you. I believe this is seen in Andrew's life. 
Andrew could have had his nose bent out of shape. I brought my brother Simon Peter to Jesus in the first place, and now he's taking precedence over me. He could have become bitter and offended, but instead he kept a guard on his heart and followed hard after Jesus. In the end, Andrew was rewarded for his diligence. At the end of his ministry, when Jesus opened up the future to the disciples and revealed to them the things that would take place in the last days, there were not present three but four. Jesus gave this revelation to Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Mark 13 and 3. Why is Andrew not included? Because he had given himself to love. Finally, let's look at Jesus' parable of the talents through the lens of love, and specifically at one who has been given the talent but buried it. Jesus told it like this. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping what you have not sown and gathering what you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours, Matthew 25, 24 to 25. Ultimately, Jesus said to help him, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, Mark, Matthew 25 and 30. This man was excluded from the kingdom because he did not love. He feared, but he didn't love. His distorted view of the master's being a hard man was evidence to the fact that he didn't truly know the master. This parable illustrates the truth that love is fruitful, but fear buries. Hmm. Alrighty then. This parable illustrates the truth that love is fruitful, but fear buries. Fear, representing the one who buried his talent, will cause us to be unfruitful. But love, representing the ones who cultivate their talents, will launch us into the greater dimensions of kingdom, productivity, and blessing. Alrighty then. And for those who want to know the word, it's H-E-R-M-E-N-E-U-T-I-C. Hermeneutic. Look it up. H-E-R-M-E-N-E-U-T-I-C. The scriptures are given to us for very explicit reasons, that we must love God with our entire being, and that we might love our neighbors ourselves. That was basically what Jesus said when he summed up all the laws. Love your neighbor, love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God, <clears throat> Paul emphatically states that God gave us the scriptures in order to perfect our love for him and for one another. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, 1 Timothy 1-5. In the verses previous, 1 Timothy 1-1-4, Paul makes it clear that the Bible was not written to provoke philosophical debate nor to encourage the pursuit of theological bunny trails. The purpose of the scripture is love. The Bible has been given to us in order to incite and perfect our love. If my time in the Bible does not increase my love for God, I've missed the whole point. Furthermore, if my teaching or preaching of God's word does not draw the listeners toward a more fervent love for Christ, then I've abused the scriptures. I mean, and so we go back to spirit, soul, and body. When Paul first, well, I'm not going to say when he first started out, but one of his first encounters with, uh, I believe, was the Greeks, and he tried to come philosophically toward them because the Greeks were learned men, educated, and they used to sit around and talk. And, and you know, we get a lot of our philosophies, Socrates and Aristotle, a lot of those people from back in that day, they would sit around and communicate, just like, you know, used to be people doing nowadays. Um, but so he tried to come, that, come to them in a theological, in an in a, in a analytical way. But 
when he came back to them again, he just basically came to them basically, you know, in love, and, and this is the power of God. He didn't come back to them trying to analyze them. See, we and, and he gets into it. We know since we go going in the spirit, soul, and body and understanding how we comprise, God needs us from a, a heart of love to relate, to open up to him, not from an analytical debate, theological, because really our ways are not his ways, and we can never really fully understand stand God. So many times God has us doing something, and it doesn't make sense to us. We can't understand what or why God has us doing things. But in the end, if you will continue to walk in the statues and in the way he's told you to go, it will you'll get an understanding. So we cannot fathom God in our understanding. We're incapable. We're finite. He's infinite. The purpose of Scripture is love. The Bible has been given to us in order to incite and perfect our love. If my time in the Bible does not increase my love for God, I've missed the whole point. Furthermore, if my teaching or preaching of God's word does not draw the listener toward a more fervent love for Christ, then I have abused the Scriptures. Everything in the Bible must be seen and somehow directing our hearts more fully into the love of Christ. If there's a passage you don't understand, look at it by asking this question. How does this passage point me toward the love of God? You may be amazed at what you find. The only way you can understand any passage in the Bible is if you see it somehow as moving you toward the love of God. Hmm. I have discovered that some passages which have puzzled me have come clearer to me as I've looked through them through the lens of love. I'll call this the love hermeneutic. The love hermeneutic analyzes and interprets a portion of Scripture through this question, how can I see the love of God in these verses? To understand the love hermeneutic, come with me at some passages that have opened to me in new ways if I consider how these verses direct my heart toward the love of God. I've always been somewhat baffled by Jesus' response to the disciples when they asked him why he always spoke to the crowds in parables. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven in Mark four eleven through 12. I can never understand why God would purposely hide his truth from people lest they should repent. The Bible says God wants men everywhere to repent, so why would God conceal his truth in such a way that men wouldn't repent? To answer this question, let's employ the love hermeneutic and look at these words through the lens of love. God purposes that man everywhere love his son, the Lord Jesus. Jesus presented the kingdom and message in such a way that man had to make a personal decision regarding him, whether to love him or not. God's concern was that man might hear the truth, be persuaded at an intellectual level to repent, and actually have their sins forgiven, but not a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. This message was veiled so the man would not repent Simply on rational level alone, God has purpose that repentance comes at the heart love level, not at the cerebral head level. Repentance comes at the heart love level, not at the cerebral head level. So we need to receive God in our hearts and not in our heads. So we receive him in our hearts. Then through revelation in our spirit, we'll get an understanding in our head. That's the way it's really supposed to work. So we're not, you know, we have to make a choice whether or not we accept and we receive God, but it needs to start in the heart. Think about love. Love will have you doing some crazy things. I wouldn't do that, but, you know, I would. That that and that, That's what, what he's trying to get us to. See, that's where that purpose and that obedience comes into play. 
But and that's where he needs you to be at. Because see, if you can because see, God will draw you as you go further to him, he will draw you into some things that only the love of God will take you there because you will look at them in a rational way and you say, Oh no. It doesn't make sense. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. But see, you don't have that love for God that's inside of you that will pull you down this pathway that you wouldn't otherwise go. I mean, this evidence on this call, we stay on this call for how long? And it doesn't make any sense. And when you tell this to people outside of the call, like, really, what y'all be doing? I mean, it's a lot that goes on in this call. We ain't just, you know. But, but again, it's our love. It's, it's our love, and the, Jesus is drawing, drawing us closer to him. And that's where we need to be. So he has to start the process in the heart, not in the head. Here's another passage that I haven't understood. So those servants went onto the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My question has been this. Could someone get into the marriage of the supper of the Lamb without a wedding garment? Doing this passage through the lens of love, I believe we come up with a satisfactory answer. Jesus is illustrating what it might be like for someone to get to heaven on the basis of intellectual decision of repentance rather than a love for Christ. Without having to gain the love for the Lamb, such a person would not be clothed properly in the garments of love. When asked, friend, how did you come in without a wedding garment? The man should have said, all I know is I love you. But he couldn't say that. He didn't love the king. He was speechless. Since he didn't love, he was cast out of the kingdom. These verses emphasize the only way to become a member of the bride of Christ. You've got to love the groom. The big question becomes the question Jesus directed to Simon Peter. Do you love me? Now he's pointing out that, again, he's just an application of showing that this man got into the kingdom of heaven, but he, was, he wasn't dressed properly. He, was, he didn't have on what God needed him to have on. And he's basically, on, so now he's saying he didn't have a love for Christ. He didn't have a love for Christ. That's, so he couldn't say he loved him. How did you get in here? He, he, he was speechless. So they threw him out. And so he's showing we have to be properly clothed. And our clo- our clothing is the garment, the blood of Jesus. We have to be properly clothed. We have to be clothed with the word of God. These verses emphasize that the only one to become a member of the bride of Christ, you've got to love the groom. The big question becomes a question directed to Simon Peter, do you love me? A reader might complain to me, Bob, you're stepping out into the realms of conjecture. You can't substantiate that the man without the wedding garment didn't love Christ. You don't have to accept my method of interpretation here, but I think I'm on to something. Viewing these verses through the lens of love, 1 Timothy 1 and 5, tips us off to the fact that this man tried to enter the kingdom through a root other than love. Man can, man can dissect the gospel, gospel rationally. They can weigh its pros and cons, but God has constructed the kingdom so the only way man will respond to the gospel is in love. We're commissioned to show them the cross and then ask, will you love this Jesus? I wonder why Jesus chose Peter, James, and John as the three to enjoy the most outstanding experiences of Jesus' ministry. 
For example, those three were the only ones to see the most glorious highlights of Jesus' days on the earth, referring to Christ's transfiguration on the mountain. James and John were brothers, and Jesus included them both in the three. But Peter and Andrew were also brothers, yet Jesus included Peter but excluded Andrew. Why was Andrew excluded? The answer, I believe, is love. Jesus taught those taught that those who have more will be given. Jesus knew which three loved him the most, and because they loved their because they loved, they knew the greatest glory. Their diligence quali- qualified them for this fantastic experience. James' love for Jesus manifests in the fact that he was the first of the twelve to be martyred. Acts twelve and two. There must have been some kind of quiet dynamism and fervency in the heart of James, unrevealed to us, that incited the Jews to target him with antagonism. James burned with a fire love for Jesus and was killed for it. God doesn't show favoritism, but he has favorites. He reserves the highest encounter for those who diligently seek him and walk in abandoned obedience. Jesus said, to him who has, more will be given. If you have love, he'll impart even more to you. I believe this is seen in Andrew's life. Andrew could have had more. Andrew's nose could have been bent out of shape. I brought my brother Simon Peter to Jesus in the first place, and now he's taking precedence over me. He could have become bitter and offended, but instead he kept the God on his heart and followed hard after Jesus. In the end, Andrew was rewarded for his diligence. At the end of his ministry, when Jesus opened up the future to the disciples and revealed to them the things that would take place in the last days, there were not present three before. Jesus gave the revelation of Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Mark 13 and 3. Why is Andrew now included? Because he given himself to love. God doesn't have favorites. What did he say again? I like the way he said it. I'm trying to find it again. God doesn't show favoritism, but he has favorites. He reserves the highest encounter for those who diligently seek him and walk in abandoned obedience. In the word of God, he says he's no respecter of persons. Okay, so what what that what what's going on here? If God is no respecter of persons, he doesn't have favorites, then why are some people closer to him than others? Why are some people walking in more more love, anointing and power of God than others? It comes down to choices. Comes down to understanding. It comes down to, as he said, abandoned obedience. It comes down to, well, I talked about it yesterday. You go through a point where you're suffering because of bad choices, suffering for things that you did. Then it comes down to a point where you start suffering for righteousness' sake. Are you willing to go through that? Are you willing to allow God to perfect those things that concern you? Most of us know. Look, I ain't going to say I'm on the top of this. But we keep making choices on a daily basis. Sometimes it gets down an hour and a minute. Will you continue to make choices that will draw you closer to God? Will you continue to make choices that will, that God will be able to use you? Will you continue to make choices that you will avail yourself to God? And as you do that, then you, you draw closer to him. He uses you more. I'm no different than anybody else on this call. I got 24 hours and seven days a week, 365 and a quarter days of a year. Each and every one of us have it. 
And I tell you, right, I, I tell you all the time, my choice is not because, oh, I want to do this. No, my choice is because I've been caught in situations and circumstances, but I look to the word for deliverance. I look to the word for help. And, and God used that to draw me to him. And that's how most of the time he does because of our flesh nature. We're not going to easily walk toward Christ, especially at certain levels. That's the reality of it. Because of our flesh nature and what we're clothed in, we're not going to abandon those things that we like, that we just, oh, I like this, I like saying, I like doing. We're not going to easily let these things go. But through the trials and tribulations of life, as you go through them, Will you look toward God as your deliverance, as your salvation? See, salvation is much more deeper than, than just, I mean, it starts with being saved eternally. But now you can be saved from being going to jail. You can be saved from making bad decisions. You can be saved out of bad relationships. You can be saved because you ate something that should have killed you and it didn't. See, see, these are the things that God is doing in our lives on a continuous basis, salvation, deliverance, healing. That, and as we're making decisions to seek him out and, and to look toward his word, we're going and drawing and growing in him. See, he's saying it in the basis of love. I'm saying it in a whole other way. See, again, I, 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 I'm not looking at, oh, freely, freely love, love, but as Erica sent out that test, text about, about what true love is. It's not that frilly willy dilly thing that we get caught up in. Finally, let's look at Jesus' parable of the talents through the lens of love, and specifically at the one who was given the one talent but buried it. Jesus told it like this. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talents in the ground. Look. There you have what is yours, Matthew 24, 24 through 25. I'm sorry, Matthew 25, 24 through 25. Ultimately, Jesus said to him, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, Matthew 25 and 30. This man was excluded from the kingdom because he did not love. He feared, but he didn't love. His distorted view of the master as being a hard man was evidence of the fact that he didn't truly know the master. This parable illustrates the truth that love is fruitful. But fear bearers. Ooh, did y'all like that one? If nothing else, y'all need to get that. Love is fruitful, but fear bearers. Love is fruitful, but fear bearers. I'll just keep reading. Berries, B-U-R-I-E-S? B-U-R-I-E-S. Hmm. I'm afraid, I'm incapable, I ain't ready, I ain't time. It ain't me. Love is fruitful, but fear buries. You're talking about life and death. Oh, no, you didn't. She come out from the background with a hammer. Bam! And then she's going to run back and hide. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, Jesus said to him, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, Matthew 25 and 30. This man was excluded from the kingdom because he did not love. He feared, but he didn't love. His distorted view of the master as being a hard man was evidence to the fact that he didn't truly know the master. This parable illustrates the truth that love is fruitful, 
but fear buries. Fear, representing the one who buried his talent, will cause us to be unfruitful. But love, representing the one who cultivated their talents, will launch us into a greater dimension of kingdom productivity and blessing. And I'm done. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Love is fruitful, but fear buries. And the sad part about what you're saying is how we live in our life now. Mm-mm. Because, you know, um, being fruitful and multiply, that means you spread love. Mm. You spread the good things. It, that means it's contagious. But it's so interesting that now burying things is, has become more popular and more contagious than love. Could you repeat that again? Both are contagious. Mm. In the way that we live life now, unfortunately, burying things has become more popular and more contagious than that of love and being fruitful. Why would that be? The choices we make. And, And the thing about burying stuff it's easier, mm-hmm. but somewhere down the line, that hump up underneath that rug where you're sweeping everything is gonna—that's gonna bear some. It's easier on the front end. You said what? It's easier on the front end. Hmm. It's easier on the front end. Mm-hmm. So in other because words, you choose. Okay, go ahead. So in other words, we're gonna have to deal with it somewhere along the way. So we, like mm-hmm. you said, we can mm-hmm. choose to deal with it on the front and walk out in love or faith, or we can mm-hmm. bury it as in fear, and we're gonna have to deal with it in the back end when it causes some un- unfruitful things in our life. Oh, I'm going on mute. What? Don't go on mute. Hmm. <laughs> But the thing about it is, if we, when you bury things, you're going to keep burying things, so you create a habit. That's where that, con, you know, being contagious comes from because it's become a habit. So you spread that through everything you do. And believe again, we've talked about several times that people are watching, they're looking. So they, depending on who it is, they have become accustomed to bearing things because that's all they know and that's what they see. The thing is, you if the more you bury, the more you have to deal with. When you're being fruitful, if it if it's something you deal with on the front end, even though it's uncomfortable in the beginning, even though it may hurt in the beginning, it teaches you how to be strengthened it teaches you that um the it teaches you the fruits of the spirit it teaches you integrity it teaches you patience it teaches you how to be able to deal with long suffering 
because you know that you you know when you're fruitful you you um operate move and think think and speak from the spirit first because see you dealt with it on the in the beginning so it teaches you it stretches you and teaches you in that way but when you bury things when it comes up all of it comes up at one time and it will be more catastrophic at that point because it has multiplied so. Because everything you bury will come back. And that becomes burdensome and overwhelming because, you know, um, Hey, I just finished dealing with this issue, and now here's the other one coming back in my face. So everything that you bury, you know, you're going to have to deal with or face at some point in time. Well, all I can say is well. Well, no, that's not all I'm going to say. Since we are three-part beings, ooh, going into an understanding of disease with dis-ease, is some aspect of our entire being because we are out of alignment. Like we bury things and it caused something to be out of proper order, which spirit, soul, and body is going to affect us somewhere, then it'll pop up as a disease mm-hmm. uh, and, and a manifestation ooh, in our bodies, in our physical arena. Because of things out of order somewhere else in our life. Mm-hmm. So again, that's why I always talk about we got to treat the whole man, our entire spirit, souls, and body. Right. And the interesting thing about that, by the time something this disease and disease comes about. Oftentimes, it has penetrated the layer, Mm. even to the spirit, Mm. which makes it that much more difficult to contend with. Look, look, now, 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 let's look at the brother right now. That's a whole other example. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I said, I I got a personal testimony. Mm-hmm. I I listened and I wrote notes based on what I heard. And of course, I got the uh, love is fruitful, but fear varies, life varies, and your Eric said life and death. And then as I, as I was listening to Sam speak, choices to avail yourself to God. And then I wrote down mindset focus not on the situation, trials and tribulations, but God. 
and the word choices came out of Erica's mouth. When you, in those choices are learned choices because once you go through, once you go through those trials and tribulations are going through, it causes us to draw um, back to him because of the past healing and blessings that we've seen from him. And that's why I wrote the word learned choices because we, and everything that we do is learned. It has to be a learned change, a learned choice. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to to surrender, um, to learn, to learn to love. Um, you know, so so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just expound on that because I, I um, just, just writing things down that my spirit says write down. It says bow our trials and the blessings, and knowing that this too shall pass. From what we've experienced in loving Him, there's gonna be some growing pains, of course. But at the end of the day, we got it's a learned, learned process. It's a process. I just want to say that. Well, you know, and I will say this: um, even it is a learned process. But I think you are also a prime example, even with the various things that you had to contend with, because you had you you know personally arrived to a place where you started working on your, you know, on yourself, working on your, you know, your three-part being and your spirit. And so when your dis-ease came about, you knew how to battle it. And again, you know, though, you know, uh, like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though your dis-ease, though your dis-ease came about, you know, your spirit, you continued to strengthen your spirit that you knew how to fight it. And that's the difference difference with love being fruitful and then, you know, um, the other part of, of, um, what was it? Love being fruitful fear, and fear varies because see, had you been fearful, ooh, I would have ran from it. See, you would have buried it, and you would not, mm-hmm. you know, you would have had a more difficult time on how to, you know, uh, speak to God and how to ask Him for help. Because see, when, what? what fear does, see, when it buries, mm-hmm. it puts mm-hmm. you in a place where you will not, you cannot, because you don't know how. And then by the time you learn it, you're talking about that, um, as Sam was talking about, you talk about how you have to, you know, regroup and you have to re-educate and relearn that, you know, through your, you know, the three-part being, you have to retrain yourself. And so if we learn this behavior on the front end, when the disease, dis-ease comes or the conflict comes, you know how to come out fighting from the gate as opposed to, you know, coming from the other end of fear where you have to get yourself out of a rut. You have to fight out of a rut, then learn how to talk to God because that's typically how it happens. Mm. So you're doing it backwards. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's still the, um, the mindset of the individual, too, and where they are. Well, that's, that's why you bury. 
That's why yeah. you bury. That's true. That's why, and that's why you are. Um, that's why you love because your mindset, your choice. And also, he put the people around you to help guide, help. You know, when you say, "Lord, help me, help myself," he's gonna send those those individuals to 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 pour in, or to encourage, or to advise on the spiritual. And now you're talking about putting people around you. You're talking about that spreading, that contagious effect. Yes. Mm. That was be quiet. Because again, you don't have to, burn, you don't have to seek counsel. He'll give it to you. You know, and, and and that's what happens. That's how come that saying um, that they that we used to say, "A birds of a feather flock together." So when you when those like type of spirits are together, that is what you implement. So if you're around negative people, look at Job. You know he. What did his wife do? So you have to, and he and he already knew from the beginning. He he, you know, he went through his phase where he questioned, you know, who he was and whether or not he was worthy enough, you know, to um, you know, live. You know, he went through his, um, I guess, his doubting phase or questioning phase. But again, Job, it was already ingrained in him that he knew that he had to operate from love. Mm. 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 quiet. <laughs> he just on mute. He just listening. That's all. Oh, okay. But that's, 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 that's deep. Because, you know, that's deep, that's deep. Like you said, um, I mean, even like you said, we we, we, we rely on, um, you know, we talk, of course, we talk about when it comes to this matter of fear and our phone is sleeping again. Jesus, the daylight. But um, he, he sends us what we need when we need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, ain't for, you ain't looking for it, but he's going to send it anyway because he knows who, know who you are. Right. The things that we have discussed in our life, our 40 some years, even though we want to divorce each other, we ain't going away because we're keeping us together. But um, <laughs> we're going to divorce, whatever. Well, I, 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 you know what? You do what you got to do. But anyway, <laughs> our life choices in, in being a child of the Most High, in our in, in the love that is shared between us, mm-hmm. it's fruitful because he's using each one of us. Like for instance, if you say something about your issue, and he 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 implants something in you to put in your ear, and you you know it like oh Lord, I ain't never God, you know, tell him mm-hmm. you know even though it may hurt you, I don't want to hear it, I ain't want, you know. Like the um, you know, the things I say to your dad, you know, about the lineage, you know, that kind of thing that you don't want to hear. You already know what it is. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> so it's just you know, love is so for and you sharing that bond. You don't want to hear, it, but it's there. It's the truth. 
Hey, we want to, look, but, but fear is barely from fear of hearing it. You're going to have to hear it because the truth hurts. That's the word. The truth going to hurt, and the truth going to set you free. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I think you're look. using this opportunity to, like, throw a personal jab. I love you. No, 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 no. No, 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 not by, not by no means. Because when you, when you went with my situation, I had to ch- I had to put God first in everything. Like when Sam's father, when daddy, daddy was sick, and Sam did not go to the ER at first, and I'm going to remember that for the, for the day that I leave this world, how he turned to the word of God and the promises that he promised us. He could have ran straight to the ER. He could have, you know, panicked. Yeah. Love is wrong. We do that. Who? Love is wrong. I don't know nothing about no love is wrong. What is it called? We are too far. Mm mm. Mm mm. Mute. Anyway, I ain't using because they want to pay. Love is But it's just, it's just that you know, you know how the how the old saying, "Love is patient, love is kind." It is true. It's the truth. But thank God for love. But I thank you for for breaking it down to me as far as my situation, because that was that was good. It took it had it takes patience to wait on him like Sam prayed for me this morning, stand still and 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 look at it from. Don't look at it as you're going through it. Look at it from the outside looking in. Yeah. And, 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 and you can bear fruit from that. Because I'm going to stand through and wait. I ain't going, like I said, my situation, I was, my spirit wasn't settling. My spirit wasn't set. I wasn't at peace with the thing, but I had to pray about it and then uh, uh, approach it, then address it, you know, especially my as we said, you know, sometimes love's love hurts and it's uncomfortable, but so does truth. Yes, God, yes. Yeah, that's true. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have is the truth, and it will make us free. <laughs> it will make us free. Make us free. See, 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 old Raggedy Andy gonna go in behind the behind the veil. Peter went behind the bell. And he's talking about love. Your point is what? Yeah. You're your your next door neighbor. I'm on uh, mute. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, mm. I'm going back on mute after that one. No, you stay right on out in the open. Uh, he come naked before us. <laughs> I don't want to see none of that naked. No, I don't. Careful what you ask for. Don't want to see those don't want to see those marks. <laughs> But anyway, mute. I ain't the one asking for it. Let's just be clear on that. <sighs> Y'all play too you, much. Um, nice read, though. Nice. Um, I nice now you, you look up, she be down there with you. You know. You... Listen, nice read. I, um, nice food for thought. Thank you for feeding me. <laughs> look up. How you get my house? <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know I like a book, don't you? <laughs> Help me. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, she come from the book of truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Praying for your help, mate, every day. Right up under your nose. Oh, Lord. Anyway, you see, you got us all off track now, girl. Go ahead, E. Morning, Sam. Morning, everybody. Yeah, how you mm-hmm. doing? Oh. Good morning. Got some kind of... Louie and I ate some bad mayonnaise this last weekend, and we both been kind of not feeling good, and and so, um, yeah. That's not good. No, it's not good. And he's his stomach's been upset, and I just got sick this morning again, and that's a headache and stuff. But they hmm. told me to just sip water today, so I'm just taking it easy, but. I got on. I got on a little earlier, and then I jumped back in. I just uh, was it. You were on Matthew 22, weren't you? Uh, I think it was 25. I had to look back in the book. Funny luck. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's somewhere in Matthew, Timothy. He was different places. Yeah, you talked about love and the heart, and I, I thought it was very good what you read today. Um. It goes from your heart head to your heart, and this morning um, there was some deliverance in with Louie and I. Um, some some of the garbage that I've been through um, has been coming to the surface, and we've just been dealing with it as it comes up. And then we just uh, Louie prays for me, and it's you know we just keep going through it and through it and through it. You know it's like a trudging, but we you know and and he'll pray and I'll get delivered and. And uh, it's really drawn us closer together. He, he's a powerful man of God. He really is. And it just, it just uh, you know, every day I'm with him, the more I find out how much more he loves me. And it, it goes from, like you said, head knowledge to heart knowledge. And when it hits your heart, oh, God. It just does something to you, you know. You're, I was going through and knowing he loved me, you know, I know he loves me and I know he loves me, but till this morning it just it just overwhelmed me with his love, you know, knowing how much he really loves me, you know. And it went it went from head knowledge and we weren't really going through the motions. He knew I loved him. It just wasn't a heart connection as much. And he prayed for me, and I got delivered of a bunch of garbage this morning, and it was really cool. And I just, I so much appreciate his love, you know, and being such a strong man of God. You know, he's really been in the Word so much more, and and like I said, he's so powerful, you know. And just to be able to turn to him and, and have him pray for me was just, it was awesome. It was totally awesome this morning. And I so much appreciate his love. And he looked at me, he said, you didn't ever, ever really understand how much I loved you. And I said, no, I really didn't. And it just, oh, Sam. But see, it went from my head to my heart. Just like... You know, you you got relationships with God. 
but until you really realize how much she really loves you. You know, you talked about it today. It was was perfect timing. But God really loves us. You know, he really, really, really loves us. And until you can get that, you know, it's got to go past your brain. It's got to. It's got to, you know, God God can't transform a life until he touches your heart. you got to have a, a heart-to-heart discussion with God. It, it, it can't just be mental. It can't just be talking about it. It's got to be walked out. you got to live it. you got to not, you know, don't be a hero and, a, and not do it. You know, that's like scripture saying you, you walk, you build your foundation on sand and the storm's coming and get blown away but if you live the word and you and you abide by the word and you obey the word then then you're putting your foundation on christ and on his rock and when the storms come you're not going to be blown away and so you gotta love him enough to do what he tells you to do and louis really He messed his eyes off me this morning. He just blew me away. He just blew me away. God damn, I didn't know he loved me that much. I keep crying. It's such a precious thing. Precious. You know, just like God. I knew he was never, he, he's never argued with me like, you know, cut me down or cut me to the size or nothing. He's always talked to me about things and always listened. And so we had our disagreements, but we were never really disagreeable. And we talked through things and and he's always been good to me, you know. But in my spirit, in my, in my thinking, it was just like God was mad at me and Louie didn't like me, you know. And, and it was just a lie that I fed into so long. I thought, well, I've done so many things, you know, and I just didn't really realize that it was just a, a, a warfare that I didn't see until I, you know, I've dug real deep inside. And the things that, that I was hanging on to, I didn't really realize they were there. The God, like I said, he's been taking these layers off, big time layers, you know, he's getting to the root of everything and, and, uh. So I talked to Louie because I trust him, and he's so he's so good to me, Sam. He's so good to me. <gasps> and he prayed for me, and he prayed that these demons and things that were in me would be gone and 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 cast into the dry places and not to come back in the residue, not to come back. And then he said, "Cast as far as the east is from the west." And I can just. The power of God is all over me. It was all over us this morning, and it was just awesome. Really, really awesome. (laughs) Well, that's about it. I just keep crying. Because I know I'm loved. I know I'm really loved. He took time with me this morning to really let me bear my soul. Talk about being naked. 
you know, it's been so much easier to do that with him now than it was before. And when things come up, he don't cry over it anymore. There are things that we've been through that he would, you know, at first it was very hard for him to, but as time's gone on and things happen, he, it doesn't upset him. It don't, it don't, uh, I'm not saying it don't phase him. He's very concerned about it, but it don't upset him. Like he used to cry and get upset and, 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 and really feel my pain. It, this, he's to the point where he understands. He under, he gets it and he understands it. And, and does that make sense, Sam? Sam? Yes, you do share. I mean, I'm listening. Yes, you do share. Because he just really, I mean, God, I told him, I said, Louie, you have no idea how powerful a man of God you really are. You know, he, he, he says, well, I'm in the Word a lot more. I said, I can tell, and. He said, I'm really spending time with God. And he said, I'm really praying hard for people. And I says, I can tell. And he he don't, he doesn't, he does it from the heart. When he prays, he does it from the heart. He doesn't just, you know, he he doesn't always use scripture. He'll just pray from the heart, you know, and talk one-on-one with God. And but anyway, it's it's really, it's. Awesome. Well, anyway, I still got this bug from the mayonnaise. Oh, I don't know if it's a bug. It's just crud. Louis been sick all week, and I've been having cramps all week, and we since Saturday. But we're making it through. So, but. Thank you for listening, Sam. God is really good to me. Loved. Loved. Yep. Love, love, love. <laughs> now we got to pay for you to get a wife. <laughs> Anyway, moving right along. All right, who else got something else to say? Baby, I was on mute, but that I had to come off. <laughs> now we got to for you to get a wife, Sam. Uh-huh, anyway. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. can't say that. Did Maria say that, too? Look, look, don't and don't don't let Maria go hallelujah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maria's right, though. Sam, it's not good for you to be alone. Mm, that's all right. I got three ninety-year-old, eighteen-year-old, and a cat. I'm good. Uh, you forgot uh, your neighbor. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm back on mute. Uh, yeah, you. Mm, uh, let me find my phone so I can say a few choice words to you, dear. <laughs> oh, Sam, 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 Sam. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, when you find the right wife, and I'm not saying you're going to look for her. She's going to drop in your lap someday. And I'm not saying today's the day or another year or two, but God will drop a a lady, a fine lady for you in the season that God says it's time for you to get married again. And when you see her, you will know that that's the one. You will know. Because the minute I laid eyes on Louie and he laid eyes on me, we knew. And... The things that we've been through, the things 
that we've struggled through, um, when you find the right one, you will know. It's like there's a connection in so many directions that that it will not even be stressful to you to be married. Um, in in the in the retrospect that you you will understand each other um, in so many explicit ways, it'll be like a fit on glove for you. I can I can say that because Louie and I are like two peas in a pod. We have so much in common. Um, sports we like, things we like to do. We like to sing, like to walk. We like to play catch. We like to, you know, so many things that we even look for rocks. I never knew that anybody liked rocks, and found out that he loved to. He he likes rocks too, and I know that sounds odd, but we do. We like our rocks. We like looking for agates, which are little stones in the ground that sparkle, and we like to um, collect them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we have. It's it's like you know when you find your soulmate. Um, you could tell I was crying this morning. It's 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 an awesome thing, and it it's so freeing when you really realize that you can pour out your love on somebody and they receive it and they reciprocate it back to you. It's, there's nothing like it in the world. And I just pray for you, Sam, that, that someday, you know, God will bring that to you. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Relationships are what you make of them. And, and if you look at it in a negative aspect, you're not, it's, 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 to find a good woman, Proverbs says, to find a good woman is like a ruby, more priceless than a ruby. And that's the same way with a husband. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it's uh, a wife is not a bad thing. God in Genesis says, uh, I made man and woman, and the two shall be one, and, 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 and it will bring forth life. It doesn't have to be physical life. It don't have to be another child. It just be um, someone that shares your shares your dreams and your passions. And she's out there for you, man. I I just know it. I I don't know where that came from, but it's it's a it's that's the truth. <coughs> Excuse me again. Ugh. Amen. Sam, how can you tell if it's a demon or if it's a it's a bad bug? How can you tell if it's a demon? Are you talking about your cough? Yes. I basically just say assume that it's a cough unless God gives you you know direction otherwise. No, I don't. I think it's a cough. I've had it for about four or five days now. Mm. Oh. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, he knows, he knows your deepest desires in your heart, Sam. He knows what makes you tick more than you do. And he knows exactly what you need in every area of your life. And there's nothing that he don't know that he won't do for you by asking. And I'm not talking about a handout from God. I'm talking about because he loves you and he wants the best for you. He really, he wants to pour out blessings on you. And I, and I know that in my spirit, 
I know that he wants to pour blessings out on you. And what 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 Louie and I have learned is we can ask God to send his warring angels on our behalf to fight our fight for us. Um, you know, we, we struggle and we fight against the demons and the principalities. But if we turn it over to God and say, God, um, send your warring angels on our behalf to protect us today. It, it does something to us in our house. Um, I prayed for that for my cousin at the hospital, and the demons left the room, and she says, I can see angels now. Warring angels um, can be dispensed um, to, to to provide protection for you when, when, the, when, when you're getting attacked by demons. You don't have to be attacked, um, per se, without victory, you know. And Christ already won the battle. Um, we just, you know, and like Louis this morning when he prayed for me, we we just stood on it, and we and and Louis Louis understands it, and I know you understand it too, Sam. You can look at them and and tell them what to do, and they do it. Um, but God provides a way out of things, like with your you know your finances and with the court cases. He's he's got a perfect plan for you even in that. And remember the rock we talked about? Oh God said push the rock, don't move it. It's making you stronger. Well you've been pushing on that rock a long time and that and you're stronger, Sam, than you used to be. <coughs> Excuse me. You're much stronger now than you used to be and, and you get it. And and God is saying that uh it's not just a war that you're in. Um, he he wants that relationship to be um, one of love, like you had talked about, from your head to your heart. And he he died so we could have a relationship with the Father, not just to not just to uh, go through the motions, you know, and. I think it was on Sunday you talked about doing it passionately for Christ. And I left uh, that Sunday service and I said, well, Louie, he's he's doing it again. He's saying that, you know, we got to be more passionate with Christ. And I said, I got got upset. When I prayed, I was like, Heavenly Father, please help me today. And I told Louie, how dare he say that? And then I went to to pray and it was like the Holy Spirit just quickened me and says, and I sat praying passionately, and I said, "God, please!" And I really cried out, and I said, "Lord!" And and it was it was so cool because you know sometimes you really just go through the motions, and I think that we're all guilty of that because there's nobody perfect. But um, a lot of times, even when we're on the prayer line, we just go through the motions, and I think there's times that. We don't want to listen. We don't want to hear from God. We just want to go through the motions again. And we can't keep doing that and keep doing the same thing over and over and get anywhere. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm I'm just going to shut up now. But it's just, um, it's got to go to the heart. Like you said, it's just, it's got to go to the heart. And... The more um, I help people, the more I do things for people, the better I feel. 
And when I help um, neighbors and people and stuff, um, and I get out of myself, it's so awesome to be able to do that. And um, I'm sure that you, you've got a lot of people you're helping, Sam, but don't let it become a burden to you. Um, in serving others, uh, God sees that and knows your heart that you care about those people. Um, he knows how much you are serving him. Um, but he, he, he loves a cheerful giver, one that loves him and gets the joy out of it and not doing it because you're just serving God. He he wants us to give and love others with a joy in our hearts and not to be so downtrodden when you're going through things, Sam, but to find joy in the midst of your sorrows, to find peace in the midst of the storm, to walk in it and to walk in a newer newness of it and not to just, not to just, um, I know there's times that you get upset and, frustrated and I I do too Louis does too we all do at times um it's just that we need to just lay it on the lap of Jesus lay it on our papa's lap and say God just embrace me through this help me through this love on me God I want a stronger relationship with you father you know uh I receive that from you God you know and it's not just um going through it it's receiving it you receive it you can talk through it but until you open your heart and say i receive that which god has for me um then then he can do the things he needs to do but until you open your heart and and receive that which god has because he's not gonna he's not gonna pour out things blessings on you and say well i'm gonna pull him back or or i'm taking him through this but i'm not gonna uh, the, the process isn't gonna be good for him uh, in the long run, he says, I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to gird you up. I'm going to restore the years that the kink womb has stolen. I'm going to restore those things, and I'm going to give you a new start, and I'm going to put your feet on a higher level, and you're going to see things differently than you did before. You're not going to see things the way you did in the past. And God has a new thing for you, Sam. It's not something that you've seen before or expected before, but God is going to overwhelm you with his love like he did me this morning with Louie, uh, it's, it's just going to blow you away because God is so awesome that uh, the more you, you, you bless others with, with the services you give others, God is going to exceedingly blow you away. I, I just, I don't know what, I just, in my spirit, I, I, I was supposed to tell you that, so... Um, be content in whatever you do. Be content. Uh, whether rich or poor, whether sick or, or, or not, be content. Um, and you'll find peace in that contentment. And that's about it. I'm done. And I preached to Sam. I can't believe that. Oh. So. Any comments? Sam? Sam? 
I know I don't have any comments, Sherry. Not now. I'm I'm just listening. Okay. I'm just giving out what what I've learned. I just want to help if I can. But I just I just sense that you're going to be so overwhelmed by his love that uh, it's just going to be phenomenal. So phenomenal, but you got to trust God, Sam. You just got to, because he's got your back at every corner. There was an evangelist that had a crusade. And he told this, it was like a parable or story. And this guy, he opened, there's a door knocking on the door. And then walks the enemy. And that night, the enemy just attacks him and attacks him and attacks him. And he fights all night long. And and uh, he leaves the next morning. And then Jesus stands at the door. He says, well, Jesus, come on in. Can I come in? He says, sure you can. Here, I'll give you the master bedroom. You can stay there tonight. Well, knock on the door again. Devil shows up again. Wrestles all night long. And that next morning, Jesus comes that comes down from the master. Well, Jesus, he says, well, Jesus, how come you didn't help me? And Jesus, being a gentleman, says, well, you, did, you only gave me the master. Oh, I'll give you half the house. Jesus, being a gentleman, says, okay, I'll, I'll take half the house. And so, again, comes in the devil. Devil comes in, wrestles with him again all night long. So he looks at Jesus and says, Jesus, how come you didn't help me? Why didn't you help me? He says, well, you didn't give me all the house. So Jesus, so devil comes back the next night, knocks on the door, comes in and wrestles with him again. But Jesus, 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 what do I got to do? He says, you got to give me the rest of the house. He says, yeah, but he says, I uh, can't give you that last room. That last room it's got too many secrets in it, too many hard things I went through. I, I just can't bear that last room. So again, in comes the devil. Fights and fights and fights real hard. That next morning, Jesus comes and he says, he cries out, Jesus, what do I do? He says, give me the keys to the house. I'll be the owner and you take, and I'll take care of you. So the next night, Comes the devil. Jesus answers the door. The devil looks at him and says, oops, I guess I got the wrong house. And he leaves. The point of it is, how much of what we do do we keep to ourselves? And how much do we give to Jesus? If we give him everything of every corner of our lives, he will do what he needs to do to take care of us. But we got to give him the keys. He's the one that takes care of us. And until we turn those keys over, we're struggling with the enemy because Jesus wants to take that battle for us. He's already defeated the enemy. And by his name and his blood, things get done, but not by our might or our power, but by Christ's power. So when we give those keys over to him, Everything works out just fine. He fights your battle for you, Sam. So, I'm done now. Amen. 
Amen. Whew. That's what happened when we started talking about love. <laughs> love, man, love. It sounds like my pa- pastor in uh, Alexandria said, love, God loves us. He loves us. <laughs> and my pa- our, our, the one in, in the one that baptized Louie and I about three years, four years ago, he uh, he he's kindly talking about love, and love is not an emotion so much as it's First Corinthians, you know. Mm-hmm. Four, love is patient and kind, of a haughty, jealous, boastful, proud, does not seek its own, is not easily provoked, demands not its own way, but hopes it's all things, endures all things, and uh, does not rejoice when evil triumphs. And that's real love. That's real love. So, but. All right, well, after you get me a wife, I guess you can get Erica a husband. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm going to get a text now. <laughs> Goofy man, I'm just getting goofy today. Oh shoot! Oh man! Oh, Gal just froze over twice. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, I just loved on you, Sam. You said what? I said I think I just loved on you, bro. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I just loved on you. Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. And it's a good thing, man. It's a good thing. I mean, this beats, beats where I was before. <laughs> oh, oh, by far. God's taken me so far, Sam, and healed me of so much. I could never go back. Never. Yeah. Could never go back. Not not now. Not, not ever. Uh, I'm going to cry again. Oh. Oh, God, it's so good. So good. So good. All right. Well, anybody else got anything? Anybody else got anything going on? Anybody else got anything going twice? Did you finish doing this and stuff already? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> what'd you say, child? Did I miss the prayer segment of the of this call? No, we haven't prayed yet. I just I was just doing the finishing the comments. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going back on mute. So anybody got any comments going on? <laughs> anybody else got any comments going twice? And three times. All righty. Now it's the prayer segment. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. 
Uh, Sherry, I'm going to pray for you first. How about that? Awesome. All right. All right, Father God, let me lift up Sherry and her family. Rush it to go run it to go say she 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 to go saraka. Yarambo did a kahambo randid it go say day. Father God, as you are moving in her life, healing and delivering her father, close and seal off all of the doorways and the avenues, the cracks and the crevices that the enemy had access to her father. That the balm of Gilead just go forth and begin to soothe her, Father. That the word of God go and fill those voided areas, Father, so there will be nothing, 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 no Nothing, Holy Spirit. Nothing, Daddy God. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Close those gates, Lord. Close them. Seal them. Keep your angels over God, Lord, so they cannot come back in. Father, take that as you are continually to increase in her life. And you continuing to pull her closer to you, Father. Yes, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Receive that. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. All righty. Who wants to go next? All right, anybody who wants to go next? Who wants prayer going next? I'd like to go next, please. Okay, I'll pray for you next then. Are you ready? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Considering the fact how we beat up on you yesterday. I know, right? So, God is equipping new armor for you. He's giving you new weaponry. He's giving you the tools that are needed in order for you to war. See, those things that you used to war with down where you were were fine there, but now you're at another level, so you need new weaponry. Holy Spirit, equip her. Equip her, Lord. Equip her, Father. Equip a law, Yaraco Sandredico, Rombosa, the Candanda, the Gondeshi, the Gonda, Equip a Holy Spirit, Yander de Gosaka, Equip a Father God. Yeah, here we go, 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 here we go. There it is. There it is. Mm, transference. Mm. 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 Some things are coming off you because they can't stand this anointing. So if you feel like some twinges or some pains or even coughing or something, 
That's that. See, see, since the 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 anointing of Christ has turned up, some things that were attached, they can't stand it. They so they're leaving. They were leaving reluctantly, though. I'm just letting you know. So you you're feeling that, you know. But but just just bear with it. Bear with it. Mm. It is. Oh yeah. Even more. Even more. Even more. God is just pouring His anointing on you. Even more. Even more. Even more. Yada da Even more. He's just filling you up. Shada Filling you up. Mm. The presence and the power of God is increasing in you now. His anointing is increasing in you. Trust in what he's doing. Trust in him. Trust, trust, trust. And allow him to finish what he started. Trust. Trust, Help her, Father, help her, help her, help her. Mm. Yeah, we go now. Now, ha, shots. Oh, there. There it is. It's made just for you. Just for you. Ooh, thank you, Daddy God. And amen. And amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Um, let me pray for Fanny Marie. Father God. Fanny Marie, out of the combo, she did it again. Do the rumbo run to go say, she go say, she go say. It's like a shifting in you. you if you not, you find yourself pausing before you make decisions, before you move. There's a shifting in you. And in that pause, you're allowing yourself to be settled. In that pause, you're, you're making conscious and definite decisions to not react from the flesh. And that pause that you're doing is unsettling others and is definitely unsettling the demonic forces that are at you. Because, see, when you pause, then the anointing and the power of God comes in and it changes the situation or circumstance. And it's like, say, so when that light comes in, that, that demon gets irritated and it reacts. That's because of the anointing. 
Continue to do that, even when you find it difficult to pause. That pause might be momentary. That pause might be, I'll get back to you. That pause might be, excuse me, and you just walk out the room. But that pause is so vital, especially right now. And you also find peace in the pause. Because when you find, when you pause, do you feel at peace, then you hear from God, then you can move. And, and see, not only that, then you're moving in the pathway that God has you walking in. Again, not acting or reacting after the flesh. So just continue to seek God, his voice and his path, and continue to let that. That pause is a spiritual weapon for you. Mm. That pause is a spiritual weapon, so use it. Like Maria, she's got her voice, hallelujah. That pause is one of your gifts, one of your weapons. Use it. And this is funny, and it's not. It's, it's, it's a little bit fleshly, but use it, especially when you see the, the enemy getting irritated. And it's not to taunt him, but to let him recognize this is a weapon that God has given me. I know it, and I see you. See, like the roach in the wall? No, I, I, I recognize you and know I am in control, not you. See, that, that, all of that is in that pause. So that's a weapon God has given you. Use it. Use it. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. And God is imparting and revealing and, and so much that he's doing in that pause. Again, that pause might be momentary. That pause might be a look before I speak. That pause might be a breaking away and coming back later. But that pause is a weapon from God that he has given you to use. Use it and walk in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Amen. All righty. <sighs> now y'all going to pause before you ask for prayer, huh? <laughs> I go after Pam. Okie dokie doke. <laughs> righty then. Pamela, Pamela, Pam. Okay. Randall go say she to go, Randall go say she to go, Randall go under the gun, go under the gun, go under the gun. This is funny. Oh, really? You know, you always say that, but you're the only one to be laughing. <laughs> oh, this is funny. See, this is the thing. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be the only one laughing on this one. You're trying to get out of a state of confusion and frustration. 
And God has said no. You're trying to go someplace else. You see, it's coming all right back again to your comfort zone. God has said no. This is a time you will be in the midst of the confusion, and you must bring order to it. You must trust me in the midst of confusion. You must let me teach you in the midst of confusion. You're trying to escape something that I'm allowing in. Mm. God didn't say he created. He just said he's allowing it in. And you're trying to run from it to a place of peace and safety. God said, no. You're going to deal with it. You're going to find me. You're going to hear my voice in the midst. So now, if you try to run from what God has orchestrated, you're really going to be running on your own strength. So you think you're confused now. You you think you, 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 you're frustrated now. You run out there on your own. Oh, and see, oh, really? God says, I'm going to allow you to run out there on your own if you want to, because he said, I'm, I'm dealing with you at another level now. Hmm. I'm not dealing with you as a child. I'm dealing with you as a mature saint. So now, oh, Jesus, really? My expectations are different, and the manner in which I'm treating you is different. I am letting you experience things that I have purposely withheld from you. I am letting you experience things in your spirit, soul, and body that have been kept away from you because now I have ordained it as the time. Oh, wow. And for my purposes, so that I can finish perfecting those things that are inside you. See, your flesh nature is so strong in you, you are not trying to let it go. So I'm going to let you keep it if you want, but you will be keeping it on your own. You will not be keeping it in me. I am exposing it, and I'm showing you what it is, and you are not inadvertently say, oh, I didn't know. You don't. You will see it for what it is, and it will be a conscious decision that I'm choosing to stay here. I don't want to go, and I'm going to let you sit. But you will be sitting, not without me, but without my presence. Ooh. See, that's the difference. The presence of God, as we feel it, as we experience, gives us the strength, the ability, all that we need to allow us to press through the hard times. But when we don't feel his presence, he's always there. But we don't feel his presence. We don't have that comfort. We, we don't have that, 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 that blanket. We don't have that strength. Whatever it is that we need, we don't have it. Because we're on our own. God went left and we went right. And we're going to defiantly say, this is where I want to be. See, when I was reading about the, the, the bride and the bridegroom, when she was laying on her bed, saying, lover, come back to me. This was fine. No, Christ has said, no, now it's time for me to go up and do what I got to do. So now if you choose to stay in that bed, it's a conscious choice. But I'm going forth to do that. I Now what I'm purposed to do. I'm going to let you know specifically, I'm not restraining. Mm. Wow. Now, see, this is, this is how God works. You will experience it, but you won't experience it in its fullness because he still has restraints. See, God, like I said, God has his hand on the thermostat. 
He's allowed the enemy to turn up the heat, but God still his hand on the thermostat. So don't think you're not that, that, that you're going to just, ah, no, God is going to only allow so much, but he is going to allow you experience because he needs you to move. He needs you to move. So, Father God, Father God, oh, right now, just turn up the heat so she can feel the fullness. Mm. She can feel the fullness so she can experience the difference of with you and with you not. Father God, move in a unique way, Father. So she will get an understanding of what you're truly saying to her, Father. Reveal to her by your word. Out of those things that are needed now that will cause a shift into a current her life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, wait, hold, hold you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Aricia? Yes. You ready for your prayer, dear? Yes. Uh, do you have a word for Pam? I think your prayer was, um, <laughs> was uh, that was more than enough. Okay. Okay, I just, I'm just asking. <laughs> she yeah. She's going, I'm going to leave her alone. Cause see, look, I know it's something in her spirit, but she gonna just, I'm gonna leave it alone. So we're gonna just keep moving. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bless you. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but see, now this is the funny thing about it. If God really wants her to speak it, He gonna move the situation right back around. So it's gonna have to come out. See, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I I know that. I know that. That's why I'm. That's why I'm saying thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and pray for for Erica. Okay, how about that? There you go. Okay, I'm going back on mute. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, see, that's why Gigi said earlier. I'm gonna get my prayer now while he being naive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no. Mm-mm-mm. Oh boy, that's funny. All right, Aricia, well, let me go ahead and pray for your crew. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to pray for your crew because there's some stuff going on. You're going to make me feel some type of way. Oh, baby girl, wait a minute. It ain't nothing but love. (laughs) I got nothing but love for you, honey. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, too. Oh, five heartbeats, baby. I got nothing but love mm-hmm. for you, baby. Mm. Okay, all right. Moving right along. Let me pray for Jakira. Hush it'll go say, should it 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 go and reach. And every knee piercing. 
Gostei, 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 gostei da graça. Ah, um, Jacare Ridge, Ebony Pearson. Ah, uh, Patricia Arnold, Wally Horton, Thomas Lawrence. Okay, I got those. All right, let me go ahead and uh. Hmm. Okay, Lord, I'll do that. Um. Tony Agnew, Yanni, the go say, she 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 the go say, Okay, so now, yesterday, the whole discussion about your brother and your father and and the seed that was planted. And then we prayed about it and, and all of that stuff. It has caused some things to move in a dramatic way. I mean, in a in a rumbling type of groaning type of earthquake type of way where some things are moving, and, and they are now, un, they don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's some, hmm. Things are moving. And, and, and I mean, it's like you feel an earthquake, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, where is it coming from, what do I do? But you know something is different. Hmm. Now, we talk about spirit, soul, and body. We talk about manifestation. From the natural to the spiritual to the natural. If things moving around in that spiritual arena, hmm. and, 
and and think about it. This is only confirming what your spirit has been telling you. I don't even know if you've talked to them, probably not, but you've been sensing something in your spirit that you just like, hmm. You, and you couldn't even quite put your finger, but you just knew something was moving. I'm not going to say wrong. I'm not going to say good. But you just. <laughs> and, and I quite can't. I can't. Yeah, because, see, you did. Oh, my. And look at the struggle that it took to plant that seed. So now that's giving you some importance of what was going. Oh, got a all of that you had to go through just to get that seed planted. And that was something that got, I was even thinking about it financially. Look how, how much Satan did to keep you from mm. doing what God mm. had you to do. But you, 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 you went through it in spite of. And now, who watch you, my God. You know, I, I want to say like Jack and the Beanstalk because, you know, you plant that seed and you look like, where the hell did that come from? Mm -hmm. it, 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 overnight success. They, you know, but see, they have been going through things for years. Then mm -hmm. now all of a sudden that magic ingredient has been added to the scenario where things are going to begin to click and move in a way that they can't comprehend or understand. But because of the, oh, my God, because of the fruit, because they see the difference, they're going to have to acknowledge it and say, I don't understand, but this is something different, and it's bearing fruit. Satan can't stop it nowhere, and he's enraged. He's enraged because he did all he could to keep this connection from happening, but now that it's been established, God has moved, and he can't do nothing about it. I feel sorry for your dad because he's going through pure hell. He thought he had some scratches on his face, but this time there's something going to rise up inside him that's going to cause that devil to sit down because now there's a difference here. Sit down because now I am moving in a much different way because there's a desire and a fervency that's rising up in that man that's going to make him confront the very thing that he has shied away from. Oh my God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I feel sorry for the household because you're talking about a war. And it's going to be on so many different levels. Oh, Lord. Mm. Jesus. Mm. It's on. It's on. So, and, and then we had the audacity to stay together in prayer and to pray about that which God is moving and doing. It's on. It's on. Wow. Wow. But all I can say is, wow, I'm, I think I'm about done. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> your hey, dad, Sam. you like Ted, he going to show up at your house with a little bag. Hey, I need a place to stay. <laughs> say that because I was just thinking that, like, okay, you better get a new pallet ready. <laughs> 
Hello? Yeah, I want prayer. Okay. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm just Yep. Yep. Huh? I'm in agreement with what y'all said. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let me pray for Nate. Yada kundi to go see the ganda the ganda the ganda the ganda the ganda the ganda the kundi the ganda the kundi the ganda the kundi the ganda the kundi the go rumbaka harakosi the kandaka. Hmm. Yes. 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 Yada to go this week. Hmm. It's kind of like a magical week in a sense where things just start to clicking. Things just start to coming together. The aha moments just begin to, oh, aha, oh, I understand, oh, I see. Things just begin to fall in place. Mm. And then you can see the orchestration that God had been working on all the while. You see what he's been doing in your life, in your board's life, in the in the investors. Everything is just kind of clicking. It's a God-ordained time. It's a God-ordained moment. And he has moved. He said, now is the time. He has so positioned you in such a unique way. <clears throat> yeah, even your hearing and your seeing is different. You, you you see guys like I can be on my porch and I can see God moving about a mile away. See, that's kind of like what you're seeing now. He's not even clear. I mean, he's not even near, but you you see him moving. You see you see things coming in a certain direction. You see things, okay, wait a minute. This needs to go. So it's like all of that's beginning to come forth and together and it's coming together in your lap. You've been walking in godly, ordained knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and God has been increasing. He's been pouring forth his love, his anointing, his spirit upon your life, and you've been receiving and just saying, yes, Daddy God. You've just been saying, yes, Daddy God, continue to finish what you started. Now is the time, my son, I'm moving in a mighty way. Now I have called you forth so that I can bless you abundantly. You have been seeking my presence, and now I am here. I have called you for this moment. I have anointed and chosen you. You have been walking in compliance. Now what I'm Now I call the blessings forth. Now I call the finances in. Now I call every decision that is before you to come together at this moment. For I have placed my hand upon your heart and I have chosen you. I have chosen you. Oh, my God. And you are walking with me. You know, in in, in the movie, Moses, when he came down from the burning bush, how his hair was white and different. Now that's you, Nate, you're different. You're different. You've gone through everything you've needed to go through. You're different. And and everyone would see that difference. Not that you were so much trying to act different, but you're just different. You went in one way, and you're coming out another. God says, go forth. My anointing is upon you. 
You are a king upon this earth now because I have called you such. You are now going forth in the capacity that I have chosen you to walk. You have complied. You have listened. You have sought my face. You have been still when you wanted to move. You have moved when you wanted to be still. You are in touch with me, says God. And now I have caused rivers to part, walls to fall, mountains to move, so that I can finish what I started in your life. Finances come forth to this man right now in the name of Jesus. Finances come forth. Begin to bring them to him. You say the the blessings were overtaken. Blessings come forth. Improve his health, his stamina. Open the ways and begin to chase him down. Mm. Oh, this man of God needs that to go forth. He has been standing still. He has been seeking you, God. Mm, mm, mm. That household caused peace to reside there. Woo, peace, peace, peace. Mm. Rise up, man of God. It's your time. It's your time. Don't back down. Now, board this prayers for you. Hosho kumbreyere rogo chaka ndikere rogo baka. Horombuchi rukumbuchaka. Horombuchi rero kumbreyere rero kumbuchere rakada kadaka. Horombuti rero kusaka sirika. And now for the investors. Hoshi de Gosi de Gosandrache, Hoshi de Goseshi de Ndurgosaka de Horomburundi de Goseshi de Gurandaka, Haradakaraka Rashiraka. Sharaka. Oh, yes, yes, yes. In Jesus' mighty name, it is so. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. No problem. Who wants to pray next? You finished with me? Truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I won't pray next. You pray for Lisa? Uh, no, I didn't. I will pray for Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> bam, bam, funny. Like, I want to make sure somebody else gets this. I don't want to be by myself. Did you finish with me? Because you stopped at my brother and my father. Uh, well, you know what? That is true. But okay. you go get Lisa first. Go finish <laughs> this, this thing. You mm-hmm. get to me after that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let me pray for Lisa. Rombo Yes, yes, Father, help us to see and to move in accordance with that which you have for our Lord. Give her the peace that surpasses all understanding. Keep a hedge of protection around her, Father, as you are growing her up, as you are equipping her, Father. Keep a hedge of protection around her, Father. Speak peace, safety, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, Lord, all that she needs, let her gravitate toward it, and let it gravitate toward her, Lord. Let the wisdom of God consume her life, Father. The wisdom, the grace, the mercy of God should it consume her, Father. Yes, should it go so that Gandaka, so she will come forth, Father, to do those things that you called her to do. Should it go Sadaka? Holy Spirit, should it go so that she can Rasa Yarakusara Kosaka? I'm speaking to her. She'll go to the Koromaka. She is shifting and transforming her. But I'm going to transform her. She'll go to the Kosara. She was a woman of God. She'll go to the Jukala to be Shiddokova. Bless her. She'll go love on her father and keep her safe. She'll go to in Jesus' name, my friend. Amen. 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 And now back to Erica. Okay, we got the crew. So I guess we got to pray for you, boo. That's so special. You need to pray for me because I'm the one who got to deal with all this stuff. Well, don't be trying to soften it up with the boo because you, you know, you like to throw oh, hammers baby. after you do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me pray for Alicia. You know what, Pam? Let me pray for first. Am I praying for Erica? Yep. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. Father, I come to you this morning, this afternoon, to lift up Erica and ask, Father, that you continue to prepare her for this journey that she is about to take. She has an idea of the journey, but not, but not the full itinerary. It is coming to her in pieces. Yesterday, she received a piece from the past. You don't always reveal things in in order because sometimes we can't we can't handle them 
if we get if we get it all at once or if we get it in order. But when we when we get the revelation, it just makes things fall into place. It makes things make sense. So Father, as as things are being revealed to her, her armor is being strengthened. Because the journey is not going to be easy and is not going to be about her, which means she won't be able to control the journey because there's other people involved, and these people also have free will. Although she may be doing what she's supposed to do, it does not mean that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. And so the strength that you are preparing her for, preparing her with now, will help her to deal with when the other parties are not doing what they're supposed to do. So we thank you, Father, for the revelation. We pray that Erica continues to be open to receive it and to process it and to use it when it becomes necessary. We continue to pray for the hedge of protection around her and the binding of the enemy that will be trying to thwart her at every point. Father, we continue to pray for her health and wellness and for that of her household and her family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 He's taking the blinders off, even though he don't need to, because you see stuff anyway. But it's just making you aware of what you think you know. He's just confirming and saying, yes, this is true. This is what you saw. Yes, this is what's going on. Um, I mean, basically, just continue to move in the fashion that you've been moving and let him finish what he started. I think the one thing that you're finding is you're finding more peace and trust. And and that anxiety is dying down more. I'm going to say your confidence in God is increasing, is increasing, and your relationship is, is, is increasing. So just continue to do what you're doing. And let him continue to increase in your heart and your life and learn to be more at peace and to trust him and let him finish what he started. Remember, he's the one that's orchestrating all of this. He's the one that's orchestrating all of this. So since he started it, let him finish it. Just keep your hands off the wheels and let him drive and sit over there and twiddle your feet because you don't want to be in the car, but you're going on the ride anyway. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. 
Yeah, I wasn't so bad.
Father, we pray for his continued obedience, revelation, and understanding. Father, we we ask that you continue to, to order his steps. And we thank you, Father, for continuing to guide him and to direct him and to answer his prayers, even the ones that he doesn't realize that he's saying. We thank you, Father, for giving him what is necessary when it's necessary in the way that is best for him and his family. Father, we we pray that he continues to, to listen to you and to do as you instruct. We thank you, Father, for the blessings that are about to be bestowed upon him. And we continue, Father, to ask you to bind the efforts of the of the enemy. He keeps coming in, in in little ways. He can't stop what has been ordained. But he can slow it up. He can he can try and interrupt it. by using situations and circumstances and other people. So, Father, may Sam just continue to have that, that even-keel temperament so that when when the, when the brakes start to go out on the truck, instead of getting upset, instead of, instead of cursing, instead of taking the woe-is-me attitude, that he's just like, okay, I know what this is about. Can't use a truck right now, so let me find another mode of transportation. Just keep it moving. Thank you, Father, for providing him with ways to get done, what needs to get done. Thank you, Father, for for keeping the enemy working on overtime because every time he tries to do something, it gets stopped. And so we know that he is frustrated. We know that he is angry. He is, he is searching for a way to get at Sam. And, Father, we just thank you for increasing the hedge of protection around him and for continuing to strengthen his armor. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your blessings, and we thank you for your love and grace. Mm. Lord, we lift Sam, Arnie the second, up to you, Lord, thanking you for his life, thanking you for his dedication and commitment to what you have given him. Lord, we thank you for allowing him to be an example for others to to see, to see the be able to see the testament of his life as he continues to abide in your will and your word. We ask that you continue to cover his family, uh, his mother and his father, Mr. Davis and Morgan though she is out of the household, but still under the ark of his covering and under your word. We ask that you continue to strengthen him, Lord, that 
as he continues to um, walk and travel the course that you've placed before him, that he continues to communicate and commune and fellowship with you. Lord, we ask that you continue to, to cover him and protect him. Shoturo keshi sara mokoshira, sotoroho shara, keshi te heisi de mokoshara, keshi te heisi de mokoshite, kasha tara hasira, sotoroho koshara, keshi te heisi de mokoshite de heisara, sintere heisi te de mokoshi, kosha tara hasira mokoshara, koshi te heisi de mokoshara hasa, koshi tara hasira mokoshara, keshi te heisi de mokoshite de. You know, um, you know, continue to gird yourself. Um, as much as, you know, we like to, you know, relax every now and then, you have to continue to gird yourself up because really that's what you've uh, been accustomed to. If you're, you know, if you're not girded up or if you're not wearing your armor, you feel awkward, So continue to um, gird yourself as you travel your path because that's just, you know, that's how your life, that's what you've grown accustomed to. That's what your life has changed to. And not that there's anything in particular coming for you. It's just that you not being girded up, not being, you know, um, being relaxed, becomes awkward and uncomfortable. You know, it's like um, when things are moving in the right direction and, you know, sometimes we like to get a little laxed, um, you feel funny because you be, you will begin to question why is there not anything going on? Because you've got accustomed to something, you know, regardless of whatever corner you turn, it's always something. But your your body has really, and your spirit, um, has become so accustomed to walking in your covering, walking in your armor, that you, you know, your new way of life is to relax while you're fully armed. To, to laugh and enjoy life while you're fully armed. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you you have a new way of living your life, and you continue to walk just like you know walk in that manner. Father God, Father God. Mm-hmm. So you know, reminiscing on you know um, how things used to be, what it used to be like is you know so out of the ordinary that all it is is a memory. That's all it is. It is just a memory. 
but your your life has you know been elevated it has been changed and how you have been walking to cover and protect and to change how uh, things are happening in your life is that same way you need to um, maintain. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, I, I was actually kind of, oh, Jesus, just, ugh, just yesterday, like, you know, huh. Hmm, take this heaviness from me. Hmm. What? You know, I, I was thinking about when um, the prayer that Felicia prayed, and actually I ended up praying it overnight, you know, about God responding to my request. And I was like, okay, Lord, well, what do I need? What do I need? You know, hmm, you take this heaviness from me. But it's like, you know, I might want to go, but I know he uses that. <laughs> right. And. Yeah, I'm gonna let God just handle that one. So I guess He just handled that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because that heaviness that you feel is not from your armor. It's not from you being girded up. No. Because your body has become acclimated to being suited and booted, basically. Oh no, Jesus! Here you go again. It's just like He was talking about when. You do your different um, things with martial arts. Your muscles are automatically, um, you know, they're conditioned that way. Mm. And he mm-hmm. conditioned you that way. So now your responses are t- pretty much automatic. Mm. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, that deep breath you took yesterday, you just take it with your armor on, honey. What deep breath? The one you say you took yesterday. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're you, you going, I mean, that's that's your way of living. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your spiritual life has permeated from the inside out. So that's just who you are and how you will continue to walk and stand, always covered. Mm. Mm. Prepare for anything, not expecting anything in particular. Say one more time, Beth. Prepare for any and everything, but not expecting one or anything in particular, specifically. Mm. 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 All righty. Well, I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? Felicia got hers. Oh, did you pray for her yesterday? I did. I called her and I prayed for her. Oh, sure did. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Probably thunk I wasn't gonna do it, but I did. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.